Got some AstroTurf. Guaranteed. Drove through the middle of nowhere once. For I fucked up the AstroTurf at uh vent today. Oh yeah? Yeah. I was flipping the, f the kettlebell and I missed it and just like left a nice little dent in. How heavy? 45. Kilos? No, oh, pounds. Okay. 45 kilos. Oh. Jesus. That's a fucking heavy ass kettlebell. No. Yeah, he's, he's a certified kettlebell instructor. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And Viking Ninja Hammer certified. No, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't do the Viking one. I did the the dancey one. I don't remember. I don't know, Smooth fucking. Criminal Club. Something stupid, yeah. Certification. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Beautiful Barbarians. Um, hope you're having a wonderful evening or day. Uh, we're out here on my back deck yet again. With, uh, Where we've never done drugs. Not in this state. Um, Just your back deck in a different state. I own, I am, own multiple properties across many states with varying drug laws. Um, <laughs> Fucking capitalist. The one investment I paid off. Just decks and fields all over the United States. Um, so, <laughs> let's get this fucking thing back on track. <clears throat> With me, as always, is my co-host, Yogi. Hello. Hey, bud. How are you? I'm doing all right, and you? Good. Good. Covering from all my mat burn and bullshit, but... Yeah. Yeah. Took the whole week off of training. Did you? Yep. That's unheard of. I, mon dude, Monday I should have just called in from work. Really? I was sitting in that fucking truck just hating life. Hating life. Well, you did ten rounds over the course of... Ten matches over the course of two days, so... Yep. 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 So... Uh, needless to say, my old ass was cooked. And, like, Monday and Tuesday, I don't think I could have... I knew if I went into the gym, I guarantee the next day I would have woken up sick as a fucking dog. Like, I was right on that edge. There's very few things that fry your CNS like jujitsu, especially yeah. high level. Yeah. But more importantly, Matt's here. Yes, Matt Doheny is here, our guest tonight. What's up, guys? Get close to them, Mike. Nobody's going to hear you otherwise. Uh, <laughs> uh, for those who don't know, Matt is the uh, owner of ABC Sports and Fitness, uh, master welder, uh, motorcycle builder and mechanic, and uh, Wanna be. amateur <laughs> tractor pull enthusiast. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible at it. You got a dope-ass truck in that driveway right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What is that? Uh, 1955 Chevy. I, uh, it's got a full-frame front to back, uh, Corvette motor in it. We uh, plucked it out of field in California and made it uh, basically like a race car underneath and like old dirty farmer on top. So Jesus Christ. That's something badass. I've wanted since I was a kid. And, you know, I got no wife. speed. You know, no wife, no kids, so what the hell's supposed some money. Yeah. How fast does it go? Uh, I haven't tried it just yet. We're just kind of working the bugs out of it, but I mean, 100 on the highway is no problem. Zero to 60? You step in and go. <laughs> you get through from gas station to gas station pretty quick. I'm sure. I'm sure. Definitely not fuel efficient, but no. it goes quick. So. But fun things aren't. No. Why That's the whole point of them. Not driving a Prius, so I don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. No, you drive a truck, you had to put a ladder yeah. on to get into. Yeah, I got a monster truck in that truck, so fuel efficiency is not my not my game. So, But compensating is, so that works. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So, um, first off, congratulations okay. on your award for the uh, the New York. Or was it from the New York? Or was it the U.S. Special Olympics? U.S. Special Olympics. Yeah. Yep. So, what was that? 
Uh, it's called the Game Changer Award. Just yep. trying to help the athletes better themselves for the Special Olympics. Yeah. So uh, we uh, five, six years ago, we started the ABC Spartans with mm -hmm. Chris Hughes, uh, opened the gym and really just provided them with everything they could need to become a better athlete. Yep. And uh, six years ago, maybe five or six, you know, they've never touched a barbell or knew anything about powerlifting and, and neither did we, uh, Special Olympics wise. We, right. we kind of learned as we go and uh, we had in New York State, we had eight competing athletes and all won either uh, you know silver gold or bronze that's yeah, dope it was, it was really good and uh, now we have an indoor hockey team as well we have the mighty pucks so uh, we'll be going to the winter olympics with our hockey team uh, is this i'm sorry is this a special olympics special hockey olympics team? hockey team yeah yep uh, floor hockey so it's 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 on regular dry floor but it's like kind of traditional hockey okay special olympics athletes that's right up your alley yeah i'm you know obsessed with hockey so i'm pumped it's fucking awesome yeah it's cool man and we'll try and I've, you know whatever other teams i can get in and we can make away or make way for a special olympics hockey team yeah it's all it's it's actually pretty intense man it's i'm sure they're really i'm sure they truly are I just, athletes i just well no yeah obviously i just didn't i didn't picture you know, as a, as a sport well you just don't think you're like you're like well, well, what if you know you think of like olympic sports but yeah. i guess yeah hockey fuck miracle on ice yeah yeah don't so, forget about that 1980 shite <laughs> but i don't know i just would never have linked special olympics and hockey they have, I think, just about all the Special Olympics you see in traditional Olympics yeah. in the Special Games, Special yeah. Olympic Games. I mean, you have to think that some of those fucking players in the in the in the regular Olympics probably have enough CTE to qualify for the Special Olympics. Jeez. <laughs> no, you're not I wrong. Power forward could cross over. I mean, you know, he doesn't remember five years ago and gets mad at the color purple for no reason. So, guys, this is really good weed. So you're gonna have to fucking bear with me tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's awesome, though, man. Thank you. You know, and then obviously you've done. You, you were talking before this that your your donations over like a hundred different charities. It's about every year. Yeah, every year. We do every year. Every year. Yep. So that's not in total. That's every year. Every single year. Yeah, we have a goal at least to hit a hundred every year. Not that we like like super keep track of it, but we pay attention to it. So yeah. either uh, you know fundraisers, donations to any kind of events, you know. Yeah. Anything that'll better the community. Sure. We're in. Sure. And you and you really don't, you know differentiate or discriminate against where you're trying to benefit like you're doing everything for, from blue lives matter to black lives matter to pride month to um motorcycle clubs motorcycle right. clubs yeah. i saw uh the special adoption uh special uh, olympics uh dogs dog adoptions yeah yep yeah we have uh we have our own uh so actually my mom started a abc animal rescue okay uh, so she's really? rescuing dogs with special needs so uh, spina awesome. bifida is kind of like her specialty. So uh, we're not doing great so far. We've done 14 dogs. How many fostered. lived? Uh, they've all lived. Okay, but, good. But she's well, you now, said I'm, we're not doing great. I'm like, oh, well, fuck. We're not yeah, doing 14 great. 14 dogs, man. That's not We're not doing great on either. fostering them out. So mom's kept six of them. <laughs> so, uh, so the dogs are great. Did the program she, is great. Did she not find foster homes, or did she just choose to keep them? She choose to keep them. <laughs> she's foster failing. So, so. Man, I feel like that, that counts. Yes. yes well, so I mean, you know. Dick, Dick's never home. He's out racing. So yep, he's out every single weekend, eight months a year. He's gone. So mom's loving. You know, just got a bunch of wobbly dogs. She's got the doghouse. Yep, all diaper dogs, mostly all wobble dogs. So no, I mean, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, we kidding here. Yep. So we do a bunch of red, red, uh, fundraisers for the uh, our uh, for your mom rescue. to feed those dogs. <laughs> so where do you get all of your direction for finding these charities? Because Typically, when someone goes into philanthropy, they go into one direction, but you're branching out into everything. Is who's, are these just falling into your lap, or do you have people that work with you or for you that are 
bringing these to your attention or uh, a little bit of both so like some of them I seek out you know I like to see certain programs and you know you, you watch social media a lot and see what other people are doing uh, and then also just we have over 7,000 members at our gym and uh, everybody always asks for help so you know we we try and help as many as we can solid. I mean the coolest thing literally the coolest thing about a gym is you have everybody from every walk of life it's not just one demographic just not one nationality just one religion it's everybody yeah so uh, you know people are always into certain things and, and just by talking to people You'll find out what they're interested in and, and what, how can we do to help you. Yeah. So, That's phenomenal. I mean, the gym is cool. Like, obviously, we're there to pay bills and stuff, but at the end of the day, we want to help people. No, I mean, yeah, it's, um, you know, I've never been to ABC, but, you know, I've been in the area for 14 years now, and um, you get to, you get familiar with, like, the kind of clientele that goes to each different kind of gym. Yep. And, like... ABC is the one gym that just kind of seems everyone seems to go there. Yeah. There's no like real specific demographic you guys pull. So you look a lot of the gyms or a lot of commercialized gyms have one demographic like Planet Fitness. They have their they're kind of on that no judgment yeah. the new style gym, which is it's great. It gets people into the gym. Uh, some of our competitors are quick, like quick interjection yeah. here. Have you seen the Planet Fitness up the street from me? No. The, uh, oh, the new both, one. Both lots just got plowed out on either side. One's going to be a KFC and the other one's going to be a Wendy's. <laughs> and both within right in the middle. Both within Cyclical 25 yards. Adventure, like, perfect. And then beyond that, if you get beyond those two, there's an Aldi's too. So, if, you know. Ooh. I mean, yeah, instead you know. of the drive-thru and pass-out day passes, I mean, maybe it's a it's just, maybe it's, it's a business plan that I'm not aware of. But It's amazing. That's, I mean, I think that's, Ameri that's America for it right there. Yeah. I mean, keep your clients out of shape. They'll keep coming back, I guess. I, yeah, maybe. I mean, they're all going to live to the average age of forty because they're just eating KFC and Wendy's all fucking day. But I mean, if you're smart, you'd turn that like Planet Fitness into a weed shop, and then you have the fast food on both sides. Mm. Maybe yeah. that's a welcome to New York State. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. at the at ABC, our biggest goal uh, when I started ten years ago or eleven years ago there, uh, it, it kind of worked itself into the layout and just the meeting of people's. We really want to cater to everyone, so. Uh, I mean, you go in on like a Monday and you got Evan Menson deadlifting 800 pounds, and then I got Verla. She's 101. She does her silver sneakers class. They're at the gym <laughs> wait, at wait, the same time. What is this silver sneakers class? Oh, it's, it's the most senior, amazing thing in the world. It literally, it's uh, it's inspiring. I mean, it's these people are. It's from 65 and up, and it's just a class for seniors to teach everyday living. Uh, they get banquet chairs, bands, and balls. And oh, that's so fucking awesome. It's so cool. And these, like, some of the girls that come in, they're dressed to the nines. Their hair because it's their big outing for the day. Yeah. You know, it's my uh, favorite is. Uh, Ed, who does silver sneakers and then comes back in and puts on his equipped gear and oh, adds up and tries to that squat. Dude, that dude's a legend. Hundred pounds. He's yeah. like, what is he? Like a seventy-year-old, seventy-year-old marine? Yeah, he's got to be late seventies. He's got to be just made out of fucking teak wood. Like, there's, there's no giving this dude. But he does like this fucking like chair aerobics in silver sneakers, and he'll go out and put on like a triple ply open back bench shirt and try and hit four hundred five. Like. Yeah. He's a fucking maniac. So he actually tore his shoulder and had rotator cuff surgery. Like, right after the surgery, he's back in the gym squatting, and he's trying to figure out how to hold the bar and yeah. loading the plates. Like, dude, take a couple weeks off. No. He wouldn't. No. He because wouldn't. He's, he's one of those dudes. He's like, he's. I've met a couple of these old guys before in my life. It's like, if I stop moving, I'm just going to fucking die. Yeah. Like, I cannot stop moving. I keep have to do shit. If I don't that's do the, shit, I'm just going to rot away. That's it, quick. man. Like, everybody's got excuses why they can't go to the gym or why they're just stay you know seating and sitting and not doing anything yeah. like these guys still get up and grind no matter what's going on yeah so it's we'll, phenomenal world needs a little more of those ed sepians isn't it yeah yeah so but that's cool yeah. about the gym is i mean literally you got 
every demographic, you know, and then you got the cops and criminals working right next to each other. <laughs> I mean, you know, outside of the gym, they hate each other, but inside the gym, they're all the here for the unifier. Yeah, man, they're here for the same reason. It's I, to me, that's the best part about it, man. Just yeah. struggle builds bonds. Yeah. That's what it is, man. And even myself, dude. I mean, like I've literally met my best friends. You know, we talked about that Christmas photo. Mm-hmm. You know, there's uh, ten of us in a row, and it's literally the, my best friends that I've ever you'll ever met. If it wasn't for the gym, I would have never would yeah. never know these guys. You know, or would carry the bond that we do. You know. Yeah. So I mean, I can't wait to replicate that when we're ninety and wrinkly and. You know, it's gonna be great. But. We're really, we're really going after that amateur tractor pull championship. <laughs> We uh, we went we went on a buddy's bachelor party. We went to the, what was it the the Chatham Fair? Fair? I don't know. I think it was the Chatham Fair, and uh, we got there just in time to watch the fucking uh, what was it small block and big block tractor pulls. something super impressive because we didn't we didn't get we 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 left before the jet ones went yeah. on yep which was unfortunate. So Adam's gonna have a bachelor party and we're like, let's go to the tractor poles. I'm like, what kind of redneck shit is this? Like, why are we going to the bars or strip clubs? Like, no, we're going to tractor poles. Oh, he I, was like, he was like so against it. I was not in it, and it was Adam's birthday or bachelor party, so we're doing it. It was fucking so sick. <laughs> I went home and I was on eBay all night. I was screenshotting like different tractors for sale. To Dude, send he these was guys. sending us pictures of like tractors, tractor parts, and like yeah. we're like, all right. Um, I'm on YouTube watching videos of how they make them. I'm like, this is amazing. I'm like, I but guess I guess we've all gotten into amateur tractor pulling now. Yeah. ABC needs an amateur tractor. I think I completely you know, agree. I'm I'm so for it. That was that was such an epic. Uh, Epic night, man. That was cool. They were dope. Yeah. Those tractors, I wish we'd stayed for the jet ones, but yeah. fuck. Just, I mean, just the noise coming off the, what, what they have, like three V8s? Yeah, the one truck did, yeah. The, the triple tiered V8? Yeah. Dude, fuck. you literally like feel it in your chest when these things are going. Oh, yeah. It's like a, it's like nothing I'd ever seen. It's intense. I don't know how I've gone, you know, 37 years and not seen tractor right. pulls, but. Yeah, only been to one and that was amazing. Not going to miss them again, though. But yeah, it was transcendental for Matt. Like, he was like. <laughs> He's like, so, so what's, I'll be the, I'll be the pit boss. And like, he started assigning jobs. <laughs> I was all for it, man. Trying to get my dad into it. You know, dad races, yeah. uh, he races ARCA. So he does the, the series, the circuit for eight months out of the year. Uh, next weekend, he's actually crew chiefing for Ken Schrader, one of his idols growing up. It's like the coolest thing. So I was trying to get my dad into the tractor pulls and how we can, you know, he's retiring next year. This is the last year racing. So. Oh, he's yeah. retiring from racing? Yeah. Yep. So nice. Is he retiring from his day job too? Yeah, so I mean, he lives at the race shop. He's oh, yeah. he oh, uh, all right. He works on the cars all day and then races them on the weekends. So uh, now he's coming That's home. It? Mom's gonna be real happy. What's he? Isn't it his race? Isn't it his race team? Yeah. His, uh, well, he works for a guy called uh, Andy Hillenberg. Okay. And my dad is the crew chief. He runs. Okay. All right. He runs a crew of guys. And, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, in the race shop lives in like a. Well, I thought I thought I thought he had his own race car and team and all that. No, 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 no. He. Okay. Uh, I mean, he had, for a while there, he had his own race car, yep. um, and then just age, he couldn't get in and out of the cars anymore, so he became the crew chief, and I just runs, they have like six or seven drivers no, on, nice. in the race team. No, I saw so, you out there with the, the checkered flag, that one. Yeah, it has uh, the pit guy, like, uh, waving a pit flag, so people yeah. know where to stop, I mean, yeah. That must have been fun. That's cool to be part of it, man, to see, uh, to, to, you know, you see the stuff that nobody else sees on TV. Yeah. Get to see the background of it's it. It's a NASCAR, or what uh, is it? So it's called ARCA, so okay. it's uh, American Racing something or another. And, it's and are the, they racing in the same like places that same exact NASCAR thing? Plays? So where NASCAR races on Sunday, these guys race Friday. Oh, so no they race shit. Friday and then trucks and um, another Xfinity series race on Saturday. Uh, NASCAR races on Sunday. Oh, so it's a whole so, weekend if you want to go and yeah. actually see all that. That'd yep. be dope. Yep. So it's crazy because they you know they spend Sunday through Thursday fixing these cars, bring the track on mon- on Friday. Wow. You know, run them, drive them back to the the race shop, and they fix them again next week. It's every single week. 
So, but yeah, it's that they're in the same NASCAR garage, same same exact track, same everything. That's dope. So, that's wild. Yeah. Um, yeah. Super impressive. I love retiring, it. Tiring. So next year. Next year's tractor pull. So I figure we give him what? Him and your mom two months of twenty four seven together before they're both like clamoring to get away. More like two days. Probably, okay, yeah. two days. Yeah. Mom's and gonna tell me to get out and get in the garage. So. And then we just start putting up pictures around the house of just tractor pulls. Yeah, I'm in. That was cool. Yeah, we've got a plan. I'm down. What's one more sport? Uh, fuck it, right? It engages the ADD brain. That's all that matters. Um, wow. So we've covered tractor pulls, Special Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at some point we got to, like, hone in on something. I think we, we got a lot to talk about. Yeah. How about the big rash on top of your head? <laughs> that's key burn. <laughs> See how that is? It's still that fucking mat burn, dude. Yeah. Like, I think we get jujitsu guys like all the cred in the world. I've never. Uh, I'm a like I like boxing. Mm. You know, growing up, I I watched boxing science. growing up. I love love the science behind it. But think about like a tactician sport. Like jujitsu to me is, you know, you come from like strongman, which is just raw power. Mm-hmm. It's the opposite of jujitsu, man. Mm-hmm. You got to be thinking. You know, oh, there's nothing like getting your ass kicked by a 140-pound kid. Dude, it's mm-hmm. crazy, man. Watching what he got, and like, and Zach's really into it now, so I watch what he does, and it's like you have to be thinking six steps ahead. You know, where me, I'd get into, get into something, and I would just freak out and just mm-hmm. use like brute force. Like mm-hmm. you can't, you can't do that. Nope. It's like such a mind sport that nobody understands that's not into it. It's, I it's, find that super impressive. It's uh, what was the, what's the quote? It's real life chess with dire consequences. Okay. Yeah. I forget who said I think it was, it was probably Joe Rogan. <laughs> but it's pretty fitting. But I mean it's a very fitting yeah. thing. It's like you literally you're thinking three moves ahead and if you get it wrong. No, there's really getting, nothing else where you out. are expected to calmly think about what to do to make someone else do something as you're actively getting choked out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile you're you're you can't breathe. Yeah. You're blanking out, but somehow your brain still has to think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's wild. But, it's uh, fun. Is it just easier to stand and punch someone in the face? What's that? Wouldn't it just be easier to stand up and just... Yeah, yeah but, the, but, but we but don't go into it because we want life to be easy. Like, we want life to be easy, we would just... But the, just stand up and punch in the face, you're going to have a hard... I think you'd have a hard time with most skilled jujitsu guys. Oh, no, you wouldn't. Yeah, you wouldn't last. I mean, that's, so... And what they say, I mean, most all fights go to the ground anyways. 30 seconds. That helped, yep. yeah. That's how long it takes. So, I mean, if you just have the wherewithal to just go to the ground and end up on top of somebody in a street fight, then it's still They're beneficial. Done. Yeah. You know, so. Oh, Plus, like, like, he, like, like Yogi said, he goes, it's, uh, it's, it's something that, that teaches humility so quickly mm-hmm. and so also quickly removes any sense of panic you may have in a situation where someone puts their hands on you. And that's just it. Like, I or just would... where you're just under pressure. You're yeah. just, you're just what's, under What's under always pressure. fascinated me is the kind of like how ABC doesn't have a specific demographic. Jiu-Jitsu doesn't draw one group. Like mm-hmm. it got you in from Strongman. It got me in from Olympic lifting. It got... Anthony was just this kid in science camp. The Water like, Wrestler kid? Yeah. yeah. Like, we got kid, old old dudes coming in that are IT guys. We got... Yeah. Is there girls? Like, yeah, does it oh, yeah. Yeah. Bunch of girls that do it. There's um, mm-hmm. there's one girl, Rachel. She's got her own tournament situation going on. She's she's what is it? Sunshine submissions. I should know. I'm in the fucking tournament. Sunshine and submissions, August 28th at yeah. the Saratoga. And then she took over State the Park. women's class yeah. at one point. I don't know if she still yeah. does it. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, you really got every yeah everybody doing it. 
It's wild. And like, we have like high level chicks drop in too, like brown belts, black belts. Nilifer, I don't know if she ever got her black belt, but she's a she's a pilot. Yeah, she's a brown belt. Oh, she's yeah, so she's still a brown belt, but she yeah. she flies airplanes. Yeah, like anybody and everybody. So here's a like stupid question: like, how do the belts like what level belts? How do they start? Start, starting from the bottom of the top, white, blue, purple, brown, black. Oh, okay. So, you, so if you're black, you are a black belt. Just you're... starting out. Yeah. That's that's, <laughs> no. that's that's what that's what the the method the idea behind it is. Like you get the black belt and you finally have an idea of what jiu-jitsu is, and then you just keep going from there. Okay. okay. And how yes. long does it, it's does like it a, take a certain time to eight like to ten, ten years? years? Eight wow. to ten years. That's amazing. That's why the, the, the dudes who do it are called professors when they get their black belt and teach. Yeah. Because it's taking the exact same time it takes you to get a PhD. Do you have to have a black belt to teach or can it? No. Uh, no, I've taught classes. Yeah. I'm just a blue belt. Yeah. You know, but it's just, it's just, if you can convey the technique, because any, you can, anybody can repeat a technique they're shown. Yep. But you, if you're teaching, you have to be, you have, you have to be able to break it down effectively and also communicate all the little nuances and move at the same time. Yeah. Like, so if you're a white belt who can do that well, you can teach a class. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just some people, you know, some people can teach and some people can't. Yeah. Some people can't convey a, an idea properly. And those, you know, they could be the best jiu-jitsu player in the world. But they just don't have that that social IQ to... To teach it. Explain. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's more about how hard it was for you to learn jiu-jitsu like we had brian on who's our our coach who's a high level black belt um and he's like i had to sh- i struggled to learn jiu-jitsu i had to like write write it down i had to go to three classes a day struggling to learn something makes you good at teaching it because you yep. have to explain it to yourself over and over yep. um people that get shit inherently are not good teachers the one the one exception to that is gordon ryan yeah, his instructionals. I, I, you know, his instructionals are really good. He's like the best jujitsu player right now. Yeah, yeah. Was um, it hard for you to transition from strong? Because strongman is not a flexibility sport. See, I so before I started doing strongman, I was doing MMA, like full MMA. So okay. jujitsu class in the morning, or striking in the morning, run in the middle of that day. Wait, jujitsu in the morning, running, striking, bed. So like nine hours of my day was training. Yeah. And uh, um, so I, I kind of realized going from, I think I went from powerlifting to MMA. And I did MMA for a year or two. Then broke my foot training in a tie match. Um, and then went into strongman. So when I went back to jiu-jitsu, I just knew, I knew that aspect of it. Yeah. Not as in a jiu-jitsu sense, but in as a MMA sense. But still, I knew. And plus, being in an active sport for the past, you know, 20 years of my life, I know how my body adapts. So I knew how it adapted going from powerlifting to, to jiu-jitsu. MMA. From it, yep. Yeah. And then, so I've kind of figured to do the same thing going from strongman to jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Like, my flexibility would eventually be there. Yep. The nice thing about training is when you first come back, if if you start feeling uncomfortable, just fucking tap. Yeah. I mean, and the round stops, and you know you reset. So it's like, you know, um, but the flexibility came back. I dropped it's a lot of weight, right? Thirty-five pounds. 
Kept a lot of functional strength though, which yeah. I was pretty stoked about. Like I obviously lost a lot of definition, a lot of size, but all that like old man functional strength is still there. Do you find anything like transitions? Like you, so you did Olympic lifting and strongman. I mean, kind of a similar explosive movements. Does mm-hmm. that help you in jujitsu? Because again, it's it's not like it's. I a feel like strongman would be more practical because I, I mean, mind you, I was not a good Olympic lifter. I just did it. Yeah. Um, Olympic lifting, I found you, you were really explosive and fast and strong, but like one direction. I feel like strongman would be more versatile for it. I, I, I'm glad I did it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I said, just the thing with strongman is it builds up all that functional muscle, all that little supportive muscle, you know what I mean? Where it just, it just, and just hardens it into fucking granite. You yeah. know, I, I, what I found is it just doesn't go away. I've been doing back now doing jujitsu for two years. Uh, you know, I can I can go and lay down on a bench press and hit five reps of three fifteen still, yeah. and that's now twenty pounds over my body weight. You know, so um, I start out the functional muscle, and honestly, I, you know, I look at it like this: how much do I need? I need enough to move a three hundred and sixty pound person off me. Yeah, you know, clearly got that. Lane, yeah, so it's like yeah. you know, all right, cool, I've got that, I'm good. I don't give a fuck if I have 20 inch arms. I don't care if I have a six pack. You know, all I care about is if I made you tap. Yeah. So. It's a different world. You will look at those bodybuilders. They're not functional. I mean, they look great, but. Dude, the funniest thing I saw was the, you've seen that Russian video of the two dudes in the locker room. No. And it was like the schlubby fat dude and then this jacked bodybuilder. And they're talking in like some fucking Eastern European language. And the schlubby fat guy slaps a post-it on his own back and then reaches and picks it off. <laughs> and he goes to the bodybuilder and he slaps on the bodybuilder's back and the can't fucking, shit. Yeah, he yeah, can't. Yeah. He has no yeah. functional mobility. Looks cool. Definitely not practical. Nope. Nope. I always wonder how those guys can take a piss. That's why I like, uh, like I do, I've always been obsessed with Strongman because it's like a cool, like you can still look good, but you have... I mean, you and I can deadlift 600 pounds. Like, mm-hmm. okay, well, that's cool. You know, into a, somebody in the gym that's impressive. To the general public, you look like a giant meathead. Mm-hmm. But now you can you deadlift a car or you mm-hmm. flip a giant tire. Now it's cool, man. Like, you know, I mean, you still look like a meathead. But mm-hmm. at least, like, the general public, like, they can relate to it. And just Yeah, uh, that's a good point. I took a Derek, uh, Derek Poundstone training, and yeah. Derek Poundstone just said it was, it's a cool sport because you make yeah. it look, you know, picking up the back of a car, like, now you're stopping traffic. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's 600 pounds. You get the right leverage. You know, well, and the, and to the casual observer, you know, plates on a bar are just plates on a bar. Yeah, doesn't mean. But anything. when you when you can deadlift their Hyundai Tucson in front of, like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I know how much that weighs. I sit in that. Yeah. Like, yep. yeah. Now like, people can relate to it. It's just, I just wish there was more effort, uh, emphasis behind strongman because I just. Well, you know what happened? Awesome. Was the fucking lawsuit era came, and like they couldn't do the crazy shit that they used to do back then. Like my favorite uh, event I never got to do was like the old uh it had to be the 70s or 80s it was like the it was the bill kazmaier john paul sigmerson era yeah um and one of the events was a car deadlift and roll oh do you had so to like, the, the cars in the field and you had to run up you had to pick, pick it, it up, up and, you had roll, to deadlift yeah. and roll it over and then you were fucking roll, dude like i would have loved to have done that that's awesome i remember but what, what happened was that one of them fell back and like crushed one of the competitors oh, yeah. and broke his leg I remember they used to take like an empty shell of a car and the guy would get inside of it, yeah. pick it up, and then run it down yep. the trip. They still like, do that one every now and then. Um, what was the one I saw? The, oh, it, was, it was like the old, old one, like before Bill Kazmaier when everybody looked like a bouncer for a 70s pimp. 
<laughs> um, like, dude, the, the hair was amazing. But they had this arm-over-arm, like, washer-dryer combo pull. We had to pull, like, this washing machine or this dryer up a rope to, like, a bell. That's insane. Like, hand-over-hand. Yeah. Hand, and just watching these dudes just torch their hands with the rope. It was... But yeah, but that's just like that stops people in tracks because people can understand what a washing machine and, yeah. and a fridge look like. And then yeah. these dudes are picking them up and moving it, just, throwing them. Yeah, and that's how I met Chad was through Strongman, like through just coming to the gym and you know this monster comes into the gym and starts looking. They're doing all these different weird exercises and shit, and then I pulled my credit card and I bought him whatever equipment he needed, and we got stones <laughs> and we got yokes and giant tires and you know send it, man. It was um, built the whole Strongman program there. Yeah, they had the logs. Yep. About the logs, the tires, I got all those stones. Up uh, to 430 pounds, folks. The 430-pound ones has still never been loaded. Nope, still sitting there. We got a couple guys now doing the 400. Yep. Uh, and they got it to the second height box, whatever that one is. Yep. But uh, haven't done the 430 yet. That's a different so. stone, man. Just that 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 extra, I think it's I think it's an inch or two inches greater circumference. Just put your arms out just a little bit further. When how big is it? I remember. Yeah. Two feet wide. Yeah. You're trying to hug this thing in your lap and then, you know. Pop it up. Pop it up onto Chad, it. Without blowing out the end of your finger. Fir <laughs> first, like, <laughs> real <laughs> encounters was um, the Albany Strength Strongman Competition, yep. which I had no business being in. But uh, the... Nor did I. Semantics. But... I'm not Jewish. I remembered. That's anti-Semitic. Um, no, that was anti-Semantic. <laughs> um, the the barrel carry was just I, like out of everything. Everything I had done up to that point, I think that was the most humbling thing. Just putting a 45-pound plate in a barrel and struggling to walk now, it because you now, couldn't. You had to figure out how to carry reference, it. For reference, this, this, this is a 55-gallon barrel. With forty-five pounds of weight in it, but it's all like fives and tens. Yeah. So, so as you it's all pick it, it's shifting and sliding yeah, around. Yeah. So if you didn't get it right, one had it more difficult. It would just plop out of your hand, and then the plates. It was a. Yeah. But yeah. And yeah. it's not like the barrel is not like the barrel's knurled. It's all no, smooth. You smooth. Know, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure in the middle of summer. So and if you sweaty. didn't get, if you didn't get it high enough, as you're trying to run with it, it's banging into your legs. Your your but I mean, that's what I mean. Like it's. Yeah, the the barrel had its own weight, and the, there was all the shifting and everything, but going on. But when you go from being 21 years old, being able to pull 545, and then not being able to pick up a fucking barrel and walk with it, mm -hmm. it's crazy, right? Yeah, it's a whole different world. Yeah, but it's like it's like you watch the the powerlifters. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they can do all this wild, strong stuff, you know, but they can't bend over and tie their shoes. Yeah, it's it's all a trade off. Well, there's too, books I mean, that they can read to figure it out. <laughs> I meant because they can't bend over. No, I, I got it. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Don't be anti-Semitic. Anyway, so I yeah. want to know about your your experience being a gym owner for how many years now? Ten, uh, you said? About ten, yeah. Um, I have to imagine that that was a humbling experience and that had to... Because we're here for men's mental health. Like, I have to imagine the, the amount of stress, um, sense of accomplishment, the the sense of the, the loss that you must have had at different points, especially during the pandemic, that must have hit you financially and, you know, fear of losing your business. Oh, absolutely. Um, tell us about that ride. So I, so, uh, I started out as a general manager, and I don't have the full uh, ownership of the gym yet. So when you say, like, what, you know, I could have lost, 
could have lost my job, a little bit of money during it. Like, I understand there's people that lost way more. But if you lost your job, how would your mom have fed those dogs? I know. You know, uh, <laughs> mom works for me. My dad, when he's in town, works for me. My cousin works front desk. You so have mouths to feed. Yeah. Uh, 53. Friend. 53. Um, 53 mouths to feed. And I always I always tell people you plus, don't. Plus, is that plus six dogs? <laughs> yeah, plus the six dogs. Yeah. <laughs> you never understand the stress. Like, you get the sign of a back of a paycheck and go cash it. Like, first off, do you understand the work I had to do to make sure the money was in the bank? And also, when you sign the front of the paycheck, it's a totally different world. And I've I had to take a long, hard look and, you know, kind of restructure things, I guess. What to, do you mean it's a totally different world? Well, I mean, I got to sign the front of the paycheck. I got to make sure there's money in the bank. So when you cash your check on Friday, it's there for you. you yeah. Know? So it's, you know, signing the front of a check and the back of a check are two totally different worlds. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, starting out as a general manager and then slowly buying into the business to make it fully mine the next couple of years. It's, it's been, it's been uh, very stressful, I guess, to say, you know. Nonetheless, you know, we have 53 employees that all rely on what we do in order for the paychecks to clear. And uh, shit, I mean, just National Grid bill uh, last year was $2,800, and now it's almost $10,000. Jeez, Jesus and, Christ. Uh, How's I'm, that jump? Uh, <laughs> not like literally, I have a, I have a solar panel. The whole field, gym's like, run by propane. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's nothing I can do, man. I got LED lights. We run off a solar field. Uh, I have the lights they turn off in rooms when, uh, you know, motion activated lights. Uh, we have new air conditioning units, so it's they run efficiently. and that's just the new so it's, it's going to sound like a cliche question but i think it's pertinent to what we do it's what have you noticed in the, as a change in yourself um so like you said helping charities yeah you know that's a newer thing for me i mean trying to help everyone and anyone before the gym i used to work for car dealerships so i didn't really have that that background to me it's just something yeah. i've grown passionate for uh you talk about men's mental health uh, I've never understood we haven't it yet. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> to talk about it, uh, men's mental health, man. You know, my dad always raised me as you got to be the baddest dude in the room and you know show no emotions, anything along those lines. You know, your typical old school father. Mm-hmm. And uh, COVID happened, and all of a sudden, like I lost everything virtually. Mm-hmm. You know, I had no job to wake up to, and I'm a busy bee. Like I got to be working 24/7. Just what makes me happy. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I got nothing. No work yeah. to go to. Uh, I used to complain because the gym is so busy. Like I always started with an open door policy. Everybody just walks in and you can talk to the owner. You don't get that in most businesses. I would complain that I get no work done because I just talk and you know it, it takes me 16 hours to get five hours of work done. I'm yeah. sure. Uh, and now all of a sudden nobody's coming into the gym. It's like yeah, you miss people. You miss that social interaction. And the gym is a social business. Yeah. And it's uh, you know thank God I had my friends because I don't know where I'd necessarily be after six months of being forced to be closed. Uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I relied on my friends, like insane. Yeah, lose my marbles. And uh, was terrible as the state gave businesses no guidance. Like they never told us when we could reopen. They uh, never really gave us direction of what's coming on. You know what's done. Like even just when we had to close business, uh, I found out through a tweet from Governor Cuomo. Like, how much money do I pay in taxes? You guys can't even call me to say we're closing a couple hours. I'm not a pervert. I'm Italian. Fuck that guy. Uh, yeah. So it was. I think, uh, I think everyone can agree on that one. Yeah. So talk about mental right. health, man. It's it not really, perverted. Uh, it's Italian. Well, but I think that's. Uh, you, I mean, you you said you were a busy bee, and like that was a big hit for you, and you know. I think a lot of men. Don't. They keep busy to not address other shit, yeah. and like all of a sudden you don't have that to keep you going to keep you like zoned in like that had to fuck with you oh, absolutely I mean as a man you have emotions you have happy and angry like yeah. what else is there like that's all you're 
you bred to know. And all of a sudden, like sad and depressed, like never really things I experienced. And I never really understood depression. Uh, I, I, you know, I found it. Yeah. And I was uh, actually started talking to therapists because of it, because like I didn't know what else to do. You don't talk to your boys about it. You know, I'm not going to break down and say, you know, dudes, I need help. Like, no, that's why Chad and I yeah. got into this, because, uh, you know, we were we were having dinner one night. We started talking about how we both ended up going to therapy because we were so fucked up. Yeah. And uh, we realized that we both thought the other one was going to be, like, kind of thrown off by it. And then we realized that it's kind of normal. most dudes don't even consider doing it. Yeah. And then let alone talking about it. So it's interesting that you just came out because you said you haven't really listened to the podcast before. So you don't probably didn't know that Chad and I both did that. I did not know. No. So it's but, interesting that you just were so forthwith with about yeah. it. Well, I've, I've learned a lot. You mean you talked to me a couple years ago and I never said anything. Yeah. You know, I don't know if I necessarily had experienced it per se, but I wouldn't talk about it openly. And then yeah. now I'm much more about talking about it. I mean, anxiety. Like, I don't know if I'm going to reopen tomorrow or in, yeah. in 10 months. That was a hard. Do you still yeah. go to therapy? Uh, not currently. Um, you know, just. Uh, getting employees to work is impossible right now so <laughs> <laughs> can't get anybody to work so i just work seven days a week so it's a little tough but i do want to get back into it yeah well something that both chad and i've talked about is like you don't have to do therapy all the time you go mm-hmm. to address yeah. it and then you, you get back on track and then if you need to go again you go go again one of my good mentors uh he goes once a month for a checkup yeah you know he just goes and releases all of his demons and he's good for a month and i like that idea that helps but, yeah yeah um, why i do a podcast what so that's why i do a podcast just to bet it out there. Yeah, fuck it. Well, probably people you want listening to it are going to listen to it. Nobody's yeah. going to sit through two and a half hours of fucking three white guys bullshitting if they aren't into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I hope you know. And I get texts all the time from people that, talking about how what we talk about on this podcast fucking helped them. Like, even if it was just one person just hits me, I'm just like, that's it, man. Yeah. Hey, that was really cool. I never thought of it like that. You know what I mean? Like, it's if you can affect one person, that's it. You know, that's it. Not so bad. But yeah, I, the, the 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 once a month thing definitely. Yeah, you know, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Um. So you you went kind of to address depression and anxiety that kind of came up after COVID. Yeah, you're saying. Yeah, during? Uh, I mean, during during COVID, during COVID, uh, you know, just again when everything pumped the brakes and uh, I go to the gym and there's nobody there and I don't want to work out and you can't go anywhere. It's, you know always being a busybody, I knew nothing else. So yeah. having to pump the brakes and, and slow down was a really tough. What tools did you get out of going to therapy? Um, what tools would you say? Well, I, I mean, mean I, the, the reason I ask is we, we, we talk a lot about it, but it's, it's still such a foreign concept to even talk about to some people that yeah. I don't think they realize that you learn skills in therapy to get you through it. You don't just talk it out. Actually, I will say, so uh, I went to two different therapists. The very first therapist I talked to in the first day, she tried prescribing me pills. So it super, sounded like a super old lady because during COVID, so it was only, you know, over the phone. Yeah. Uh, the second guy is a gentleman I talked to really kind of like, kind of, you know, you got to put things in perspective. This isn't forever, like how to work through it, you know. Uh, also is a reason I renovated my house during uh, during the pandemic because he was one of the guys like you need to do something yeah you know and Home Depot was still open low so he's like start start doing this and that you know and oh, the, amount, the amount of fucking lumber I had in my garage during COVID was <laughs> insane why don't know I don't remember what projects I was working on but you had a goal in mind I had, like, I had some yeah. I may not have held on to the goal but I certainly had all the supplies for it yeah okay that's weird not to remember oh, what you were stuck I was I, I was I was so I made I made all those gattas and maces with the concrete and the bamboo. And a gata to beat it. Yep. Uh, I was gonna make uh, a homemade pull-up bar. 
and then I ran out of concrete. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was going to make a bookshelf. I like sure. halfway through it and realized that I didn't fucking care. Uh-huh. Yeah. So did you get it's any like, projects done? I'm going to make a bookshelf. Wait a minute. I have a Kindle. Why the fuck do I need a bookshelf? <laughs> yeah. I don't like Kindles. I like hard books. I don't know. But uh, I made I made a I made a bunch of like uh, maces in the like the Indian clubs. Yeah, but that's something you would have never done if it wasn't for COVID, right? I Pretty much. I mean. Yeah, yeah. I grew mushrooms. Okay, the magical kind. You know, I did too, but my mind got fucked up. Mine did not. They came out beautiful. Yeah, I don't know they why. Top notch. Top notch. Great day. Yeah. yeah. It's easy in the world to grow fungus. Yeah. Oh my god, it's fucking. Keep everything clean. Keep everything, you know what I mean? They do the work. Miss them down four times a day. Next thing you know, you're fucking tripping to Venus. So how do you... So you take a mushroom, though. You don't know what kind of trip you're going to get. Like, I've never done it. I have zero desire to do it. But, like... So let, me, let me put it this way. I don't understand the a concept ago, behind it. The wife and the kid were out of town. <laughs> Friday night, I hammered several grams of DMT. Okay. And went and saw Jesus. The next day I get home from work, and I'm like, fuck it, I'm doing the shaman weekend. I took 11 grams of mushrooms, mixed it up with orange juice, and slugged it down, and sat out by my fire pit the whole fucking day, and just tripped my fucking balls off. Just seeing shit? Like, what, it's I mean, fucking what? phenomenal. Yeah? It's phenomenal. Not afraid of having, like, a bad trip? Like, no, because there's no such there's thing. No such trip. You have to, you, if... Every if, trip gives you exactly what you need. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that sounds... Then why do I hear about bad trips? Like, Because those people are trying to fight it and control it. You can't fight and control it. You bought the ticket, take the fucking it's not, ride. Yeah. The, the biggest misconception is that it's a, a fun party drug. And oh, yeah, some yeah. people can get away with it, but it is not what it's for. Yeah. It is very much a therapeutic drug. And yeah. Sometimes it's fucking fun. Yeah. Sometimes it's not. Yeah. I'll do it I'll do it once a quarter. Once every three months, I'll, I'll take a Saturday by myself and just fucking take a shaman dose of mushrooms and just sit. Do you feel better like today? Like is your head more clear? Like I don't like you get a change in perspective. It's like I don't The next day you are pretty wiped out. You're yeah. you're wiped out cuz you experienced a lot. They're hyped, I mean like it's a hangover with it. Yeah. Well, think like it's, yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a it's, it's a serotonin they, dump. They take the they they take the spigot and they crank it all the way open so just serotonin just floods your brain. Yeah. So you get visual acuity, visual hallucinations, you get Mental acuity, you get what is it? What is um the uh, so like the 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 science mind is it, it 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 floods your brain with serotonin, which allows um all of the um receptors to completely open up because most of the time you're visual and you're hearing and you're whatever they they only they funnel in how much you can take. They completely open up. You flood your brain with serotonin. You trip out. Pulls down all, basically takes all the filters, all the safety, all the roadblocks your brain puts in, in between the brain and your eyes. Yep. Removes it all. It literally acid washes the world. So you actually see it for how it is. It's it's this bright, vibrant, it's resp- the, the world is, is responsive to you. I don't know if you understand, if you, it's going to sound wild. It's going to sound wild as fuck, man. It's going to sound wild as fuck. Come back on two weeks, ch- we'll just do it. I was sitting in my chair, <laughs> well, watching the fire, and I look over, and my grass is moving. Like, kind of like flowing. You know what I mean? Like flowing in and around my chair, and just like, just flowing. And it's not like, at no point was I worried that my grass was flowing like a river. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, it's just, it's, 
and and then like you look at the tree and the trees start breathing like it's there's just it it i don't know what it does but it, it shows you all the life around you in this weird marbles. fucking no it's not but I it's like fucking so out of it and running now you don't want like if you just if you don't try and control it you just take the ride it's it's really amazing it's but it's it's think of it like this this interest it's it's like a Disney ride, but it went through your brain. Okay. Okay. Like if you go to Disney and you get on a roller coaster, you're not going to try and control the speed of the fucking roller coaster. You know what I mean? You're just going to fucking sit there. You're going to throw your arms up and you're going to go wee. What if it's the fucking Pirates of Caribbean and some dude's coming out trying to stab you? I want hey, to be. Hey, I want hey, to be buddy, on the teacup ride. Buddy, buddy, you bought the ticket for it. It's a roll. You know what I mean? Like, sign me up for the teacup ride. That sounds a little more my speed. Okay. Well, I don't know what drug that'd be. It. Maybe acid. Like, I don't know. What? <laughs> Microdose it. Fucking Pirates of Caribbean and shit coming out of the woods and I don't know. You why would you also don't have to why do... Would you, why would you even think of the Pirates of the fucking Caribbean? I don't know because I don't know Disney movies. It's like you're, a Disney movie I can about think of. I was talking about, and, was talking about Disney, Disney World. Uh, or any amusement park. You, can, you, escape, always, you don't have to do a full trip. You can do everything from like a microdose, which is a daily... Um, you know, you can basically supplement it daily. To have, it's anywhere from 0.2 to 0.5 uh, milligrams. Or, uh, yeah, milligrams. Yep. And then... You could do one to two grams for a, you know, out and about kind of doing your daily life. And then um, the base full trip dose is three and a half grams and up. And then, you know, three and a half is your standard dose. And then five and up is your heroic dose. You did 11? Until you hit 11. And then after 10, it is the shaman dose. So next time I do it, I'm going to hammer 15. Sounds good. See if I can get full launch. There's a guy naked running up and down the street. We'll know uh, how many grams we took. Hmm? We'll know it's a 15 gram dose. Here's the thing, though. I don't ever want to move. Like every time I've done it, the DMT or otherwise, every time I've done it, I am you're in such a state of, I I don't know. This is just gonna be me because I've never taken anybody else's trip. But I'm in such a state of wonder and amazement and happiness and just childlike awe you ever you ever have you a know. really intense daydream where you totally shut yourself off from what's going on and then you come out of it and you're like oh I never thought of it that way <laughs> it's like that but for two to three hours and you're fully like disconnected from all the other bullshit that's going on that and every then. color every natural spectrum color is bright as can be double yeah, yeah. double in brightness and, it's just and all you want to do is be outside yeah yeah I, my I, biggest mistake with doing mushrooms was being in my apartment with no access to the outside, and I sure as shit wasn't going to walk down the hall, take the elevator down six flights to go sit in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah. that was the worst I ever had with it. But um, I have never done mushrooms inside. Oh yeah, it was never. I, 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 I was doing it since I was 18 years old. I'm yeah. 39 now. Never done mushrooms inside. Yeah. Every time I've ever done them has been outside. So back oh, to no, your experiences. I, 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 I take that back. I did the Big Truth Launchpad podcast. We each took uh, two and a half grams of, of of ape. Oh Jesus! And then cocaine, weed, vodka, and DMT vape pen. Ape is albino penis envy. It's a type of it's ty- it's albino penis envy. It's a type of psilocybin mushroom. Not to be confused with the other type of just straight up penis envy. Okay. They look like big dicks. The mushroom does. Yeah. 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 All right. Looks like big dicks, but it will get you high as fuck. Okay. Like, 
And, the, and different strains do have slightly different impacts on your yeah. trip and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, um, There's a science behind it. Yeah. Huge science behind it. Like, for instance, so uh, for hallucinogenic mushrooms, not even like psilocybin mushrooms, you have the, what was it, the... Um, Amanita muscaria? No, nope, I'm going to get there in a second. All right, well... It's so like the normal mushrooms, you know, a lot of people would take, you know, like the shamans would take to, to quote-unquote, see God. You yeah. know, all religion is just a bunch of sober assholes trying to repeat a fucking stone guy's awesome trip. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? That's all it is. But, um, you know, you have all these, these shamans where they sit and they fucking, you know... I mean, you had fungus, you had peyote, all that stuff... And they'd trip, and they'd sit there, and then they'd relay this information. And on the other side of the world, you have the Amanita muscaria, which is a hallucinogenic mushroom, which all the Viking berserkers would take right before Bro, battle. Did you get my text about watching the Vinland Saga? Yeah, I've been. I watched it when it was on Crunchyroll. But I was super stoked that it's on Netflix, and now I don't need that to borrow my homie's fucking Crunchyroll account it's anymore. It's so fucking good. It's great. It's amazing. It's a phenomenal anime. I don't know if you know anything about that. Nope. Okay. Nothing. It's Japanese cartoons. If it's not on the Motor Trend TV app, then I, I don't figured, really... I, yeah, it's, that's fine. it's the only anime <laughs> out there that's fully about legit Vikings and, like, no magic bullshit. Yeah. It's, like, a straight-up Viking tale. It's pretty sick. Cool. But, um... But a bunch of Japanese guys did it. In cartoon. So it's, like, weird that Japanese and Vikings are doing that? It's a, little, it's it's a, a great story. Jarring. It's a good it's a story. It's, just, but it's, 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 it's a, a good, good story. It's a good story. Um... Bikes! Oh, yeah. You Why? build motorcycles. I do. Obsessed with it. What got you? How did it, like, <laughs> I don't know how. It, well, he is. Yeah, I am. I'm literally obsessed. How did no, you do it? I've been trying to get back on track for the last 10 minutes, and all of a sudden, bikes! Bikes! And now we're back on track. But as long as Chad <laughs> wants to be on track, we're going to have, we're going to get to the heart of it. <laughs> Fuck what I'm doing. Guys, this is really good weed. Um,. <laughs> So I, I've always known you as a motorcycle builder and, you know, welder and all that. I mean, you, you people don't realize how much of that specialty shit they use at ABC was made by you in your fucking garage. That's it, man. So me, I, shit starts with on a napkin. Uh, like, I've literally drawn things on a napkin sitting at Chili's uh, one back machine. And then uh, the next morning I go home, I start cutting up some metal and, you know, make him some cool shit, you know. Dude, he just, he just rolls in with machines. Yeah. And, like, where everybody's like, what's this do? He's like, no, oh, it does this. And part of like, like I see, uh, oh, that's cool because I've never found a machine that actually worked that part. It's, yeah, why it's wild. Dude, side note, uh, power social uh, social media. So, getting into the gym world, I was obsessed with Doherty's gym. It's a gym in Australia. Uh, this guy Tony Doherty had a gym, got kicked out because he couldn't pay the rent, put all the shit in his truck. Is like this really cool compound story. Um, and somehow they found one of the machines I made. I call it the glute slide. It's this like booty builder, hamstring yeah, sure. builder machine. Uh, this Doherty's gym that I've always looked up to. Uh, sent me a message uh, saying they want me to make a machine for them in Australia. Like no how, shit. Uh, how cool, like, this dude that I looked up to is now messaging my gym uh, to build them a machine, you know? All That's because cool. All because I posted a video on social media of how to use it. That's phenomenal. So, That's really cool. But, but I see people, like, they do things with, like, bad form in the gym, and, like, is there something I can make to make it, you know, safer for them and better a better workout? Uh, or sometimes just out of necessities. Some of these companies make a machine and they're charging five, six thousand dollars. It's like, Dude, I know that's six hundred dollars worth of material in it. Yeah, like, why sure. are you charging six thousand dollars for it? So because they can, because yeah. they can. pay it. Absolutely, so. uh, dude, hand over fist, like yeah. without a second thought. But luckily, I'm cheap. I'll make it myself. But you're—that's yeah. the thing. You're—you're—you're you're, you're an amazing fabricator. Like that—that that when people ask me about ABC, 
I go, I go, Matt runs a great trim. I go, but that doesn't fucking matter. They go, why? I go, because he can make any fucking piece of equipment you want. I tried to. It's not my screw up, like uh, like the belt squat machine. I screwed that thing up like three or four times. I'll make it in my garage and I test it. Like I'm five foot ten, I'm a midget. So like, I set it up in a garage to, <laughs> five to work. Five foot ten me. is above the average height. Well, when you compare it to Chad and you guys, like I'm a midget. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I build it in the garage to fit somebody like myself, and then I go to I bring it to the gym, and then Chad tries to use it. and He's doing a three quarter squat to try and rack it, and then I have some members there that are four foot eleven. They can't even use it at all. So yeah. they got to come yeah. out and put plates down. Yeah, so they got to put plates on it. So like two foot inches. Those always work out the first time. So then I take it apart, I bring it back to my garage, we modify it, and, and that's what's kind of cool about it is, uh, is, you know, I just built this back machine, and, you know, 10 members want to give me their their opinions on it or what to change, and it's it's kind of cool to that they have input. In yeah, life. what's that like? What, like, what, like, creating something for someone to actually, because people go to the gym nine times out of ten just to get their head straight. Yeah. Like, most, the average person doesn't go to the gym for the first time to be a bodybuilder or a powerlifter or something else, they don't know, even know what the fuck those things are. They're yep. going there to kind of decompress, and now you're giving them something to make the whole entire experience better and yeah, they're safer part of and so part of uh, easier. So, so the gym is uh, ABC Sports and Fitness, and trying to go on marketing and, and build on the brand was we created the Albany Barbell Club. ABC yeah. is the business, and how can we create a club, something you belong to, and. And growing up with the bikes, like I've always, I love the motorcycle community. I love that world, you know, and, and those guys are clubs. It's a band of brothers. Like, how can we do that in yeah. the gym world? So we created the Albany Barbell Club. Yeah. As I mentioned, like, I've met my best friends to that place. Yeah. Like, how can other people experience it? So, you know, now you rock, you know, T-shirts and, you know, you go to, I mean, hell is in New Hampshire and Laconia and there's just some random dude walking down the street with my shirts on. Like, I would have never stopped and talked to this guy, but we had a conversation, went to the bar, had a beer, like all because no he's wearing a t-shirt you know and he didn't even go to my gym his girlfriend went to my gym and she brought him back a shirt so it was the it was amount cool like of that. merchandising you do nuts man that's girl for, for, no, for a small for, hold on hold on for, for, for a small like, the amount of people I see I wearing yeah, fuck you you cut me off all the time <laughs> <laughs> at least I'm talking about what we're talking about the amount of people I see on the street of just like little old ladies to fucking 15 year old high school kids wearing your gear is insane dude it all started because a member wanted to buy one of my employee shirts so really? I was like yeah I made new shirts for the employees I had this like star because like, I promise you I'll never buy a t-shirt of the gym I go to yeah yeah I mean yeah. it's so I mean a member started he bought one of my, my fucking arm yeah. yeah but that's pretty fucking understanding understandable that's cool I've I thought about getting stories all but a straight one yeah but, uh, like, I also grew up in, like, the Gold's Gym days, and, like, people would travel to Gold's Gyms, and they'd buy a Gold's Gym shirt that said what town they're in, you know? Mm. So, kind of taking off that, and, and a member just literally wanted to buy a shirt, and I saw a niche, and, you know, you got to buy shirts somewhere, you know? Everybody buys a t-shirt anyways. Why not have yeah. a, a logo of a place that you belong to that you represent? So, you know, it's Albany Barbell You're building Club, a community, are, which is yeah. what we've always been on Chad. I mean, Chad talks about this all the time. The biggest thing you can have in your life is having a solid community. Yep. You're building that. Yeah. Now you, you represent, a, you have a shirt. And then literally, like I said, like older ladies, young kids, like everybody's wearing this brand now. And it's so cool to people that have nothing in common all of a sudden wearing the same threads. I don't know if I could wrap my head around that of just like seeing random people I've never met walking around with something that resembles all 10 years of blood, sweat, and tears. Last summer, I went to Saratoga and picked up, like, picked up a friend at 3 o'clock in the morning. Five people were wearing ABC clothing. Whether it's t-shirts or shorts. First off, go put a collared shirt on. It's downtown Saratoga. <laughs> what do you want a gym t-shirt I, for? One of the, one of the <laughs> fucking rear loader guys at work yeah. comes in every day, head to toe ABC. Yeah, dude, and that's... Hat, 
hat. It's all some some good looking yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah actually, for now, like, real quick, stand up. I need to get a picture of you in that baseball jersey because that shit is fire. Now we have our own baseball jerseys. Careful, he's only five foot ten. He might he might not to get over Coming the chair. Up, yeah. Turn towards me, asshole. Right. There it is. Why don't Stop. You... Alright. In the back, so you got that big support local gym on the, the back right now? No, I guess. I don't get it all, dude. There we go. Okay. So what's cool with the clothing too is like I really tried to tell people like you're investing back into your your own self and your own gym. You know, we, we have that support your local gym, which you know we got from the motorcycle community because mm-hmm. they always have their you know support their clubs. And uh, we being a small family-owned gym, I don't have money to buy new equipment to reinvest in these big renovations that some of the other gyms do. You know, that yeah. big corporate backers. So, you know, like Chad, like we, you know, we talked about earlier, like we had one deadlift platform, dumbbells up to 50 pounds. We didn't really have much. Slanged a couple T-shirts, and every time, every time we get five bucks in our bank account, we bought something with it, and we just keep growing and growing. And you know, every single cent that we make from that pro shop, whether it's supplements, uh, our meals by Matt program, we make pre-made meals or our clothing that literally gets invested right back into the gym. Doesn't I mean, pay a bill, doesn't do nothing. It's funds that we have separate just to reinvest back in the gym. So if you if you give me a round number, what is your total revenue from fucking clothing? Uh, half a million at least. See, that's like, like yeah. but but just so, like t- every so year. that's all you though. What do you mean? Like the designs, everything. That's all you. You're uh, not, Jared, mean, my my manager. He he does he does quite a bit too now. And we actually we've had members draw us logos. We did a contest once. That's and like, awesome. Like you know, submit a logo. We did a thing on social media, and we had a, you know half a dozen people submit different logos, and we picked the best one and made a T-shirt of it. So that's you know awesome. we even that's dope. and people always tell us like oh this thing sucks or love this one and we kind of rolled it. Like I'm a big flame junkie. I put flames on everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. old biker. And uh, a lot of the moms say like it's terrible. So we change up the logo and we make a different. Yeah. It's I just like, all right, just just don't buy the hate breed perseverance fucking <laughs> all these things. Shit. <laughs> it's my like, favorite shirt, man. Uh, I love it. But uh, I don't think there's a lot of forget James lo- like small businesses that would take that kind of feedback. Yeah. I mean it's good and bad and you know, when I first started, I hated it. Yeah. You know, like what do you know? Like you're not, you know, who are you? And then now they're a patron of my business and uh, you know, they're paying their hard earned dollars so we can do what we do. Listen to them. Yeah. And then, you know, people, you know, I don't know a lot of people that can pull their head out of their ass like that and take that yeah. mindset. It's taken taken a lot to learn, you know, and that's, you know, your mindset isn't always the one mindset. And yeah. I, I see a gym, I see my business from one direction. They see it from an outsider's perspective, you know, standpoint. Mm-hmm. You know, I actually love sending, uh, like, people into the gym. Like, if I know somebody's going in there, I'm like, you know, go rattle the front desk kid, see how he does, you know, like, <laughs> you know, because when I talk to the kid, I think they're great. And then somebody comes in and they might not have the best interaction and, you know, how to work. So I love sending in undercover people to that's awesome I love walking into ABC and just fucking I fucking every single one of the front desk like daring them to stop me <laughs> and walk right into Matt's meanwhile office. these are like like little college kids and here's Chad you know blocking the sun as he walks in and meanwhile I'm not trying to be a dickhead that's just my resting asshole face yeah, yeah. you can't get around that one no, there's can't. something about being over six foot two y'all you, you don't look friendly anymore you know remember my mom was so scared shitless of Chad like Mary was, was? Mom was so scared. Now she lo- like she's obsessed with Chad. Like yeah. it's so funny, but she was so scared of Chad. My best friend's grandmother like told him the day she met me when we were seventeen. Up till now, I'm thirty two. Stop hanging around that white boy because he worships worships the devil. Yeah, swears up and down that I'm a devil worshiper. You probably are. Yeah. Just because you have a bald head, like why? I mean, I didn't have a bald head when I was seventeen, but true. I I had I was. 
a whole bunch of undiagnosed like stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. He was a walking ball of depressive rage. I think yeah. I had just fucking those stupid edgelord teenager um, black hoop-pointed earring things. Uh, I, was, I had just started stretching my ears, and those, like, um, they were, like, rings with the pointed ends. Yeah, yeah, they, like, stuck out of the ear. Yeah, actually. yeah. Uh, it was just fucking stupid teenage years. I mean, I mean sure. But then I worship the devil. That's fine. But, um. Not gonna get an argument from me about fucking anti organized religion. <laughs> well, um, Hail Satan. <laughs> Whatever floats your boat, man. Who cares? Yeah, right? Okay. Um. Thank you. So, you know, we, we, you, you've been talking about how much your community has kind of influenced what you do with your business but you know getting back on track to like personal growth I want to hear some about your client success stories like people start at a gym with a goal so many give up and then a select few find something and achieve more yeah what's that because like you know I know I'm sounding cliche but you are in a very unique position where you get to watch people accomplish goals on a regular basis. Yeah, Buddy, he's too busy designing baseball t-shirts to see anybody <laughs> going on in his fucking gym. He's got 93 different right, unique we pieces. this podcast up. No, no, no. Yeah. We're going to get deep into the clothing shit. Like, how much of your cotton comes from Uyghur Muslim concentration camps? I'm sure it probably all does. Okay. Whatever the cheapest I don't know, what, was the, what were we talking no. about? <clears throat> <laughs> Nothing, because you kept cutting me off. Fantastic. No, seeing, like, the members, like, achieve... Like, uh, so one thing I do love is, uh, you know, social media, like giving shout outs yeah. to people that mm. do well, whether they just did a transformation. Oh, your entire fucking Instagram page is that. Yeah. It's, dude, it's, it's, these people represent our it's business. Transformation you know, Tuesdays so. or it's some random broad horse Mondays. in the goddamn mirrors. Yeah. We had, we just had a guy today, like deadlift a thousand pounds, uh, trap bar deadlift, but deadlift a thousand pounds. Uh, um, dude, can I jo- tell you how impressive it's Justin, right? Uh, Josh, 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 Fleming. Josh, Josh Fleming. Yeah. yeah. Um, to see the progress of like him yeah. and Adrian, Adrian, from when they first stepped in there to like now, it's yeah. it's look at, like goosebumps. Like look at that. Like I have <laughs> literally fucking goosebumps from Adrian you know. is a monster and Josh yeah. is a fucking monster. They're oh. both fucking monsters. That's it's but it's so cool because I remember when Josh came in and he was like, you know, half that weight was like slow. Yeah, you know what I mean. I remember when Adrian came in and he was you know benching. 295 and maybe squatting maybe 600 and yeah. deadlifting maybe 625 now you he's know, doing like 800 that, pounds on the regular didn't he, it's just, like, he just hit a 2000 pound total right yeah. raw yeah yep. like we gotta have him back we had him on already did you we had Adrian on yeah, yeah. him and I got he's fucking, such a like a nice humble guy he's the a dude's f- a monster fucking sweetheart 6 foot 8 something no maybe. he's 6 no, five. He's, everybody looks tall to me I don't know I mean, I'm so, so up he's like three maybe of us, an inch was, taller than me yeah it, it, the floor creaked when we were all sitting down on the podcast <laughs> that's a lot of weight on those floors but, but uh, he's just a big intimidating dude and he's one of the nicest he's like, phenomenal you know uh, love Adrian to death man just yeah. the dude is just is just it's it's cool because he's he's again you said he's he's big he's black he's jacked he's he's fucking got the ear things in and he just has that resting asshole face oh man just he that, looks like such a that dick. judgmental face <laughs> and you second, cannot give him a fucking compliment because he will tell you exactly what he still needs to do to be better yes. he's so humble yeah yes. like it's insane how humble he is but I just love the fact that, that, that yeah I can just I, the second you get past that that exterior shell yeah 
it's all fucking warmth and conversation. Yeah. Like, that's it. And it's 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 really cool to see. But those two. Oh, and then and then um uh uh oh, fuck Antonio. Fazio. Right. Uh, the kid. The younger kid benching. Five hundred. Five hundred. Right. Yep. And I remember when I remember when he started training. When again, it was just the one deadlift platform, three benches over here. Yeah. You know him and his him and his fucking him dude, and his dad for a long time. His dad looks like he's straight out of fucking a Bronx tale. Like, yeah. And the god, that Italian just, gangster. Like like yeah, you're like oh okay, all right. You and, know uh, the Teflon Don. Cool. And he's young too. He's like uh, low twenty. I think he said the. He sets so Can many I tell you how fucking obnoxious yeah. it is that some of these like 19, 20 year olds are stronger than I ever hoped to be. Yeah, buddy, I'm 39. I just lost in two divisions in fucking IBJJF to a 17 year old wrestler on a D1 fucking scholarship to Sacred Heart. I was I was in the gym though, yesterday. That's, that's pretty, hey, you know what? At, the, at, at the end of the second day, when when he beat me by judge's decision, like yeah. the fucking refs held up our hands, and I grabbed the fucking kid's hand. I held it up. So I'm like, this kid's gonna be. I can't. I was telling him I can't wait to see his fucking journey. And he thought I was talking about his jujitsu journey. I'm like, nah, bro. I'm gonna watch your NCAA matches. Are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? Yeah. yeah. At 17 years old. He's a fucking a kid's a murderer. I, I was in the gym because I I only use kettlebells. That's all I do because I, I blew out my hip and my my back and my neck all the whole fucking spine. Um, the whole Friday. Yeah. If you're um, gonna do it, you might as well do it big. What's oh yeah well, yeah. and then so no, I, I, I wanted I wanted to fuck around and see what it, like what I could do with uh, bench squat and deadlift. Um, and I I was talking to one of the twenty year olds who's maybe an inch shorter than me. Um, I wanted to get some ideas on how to get back into using barbells and he's like yeah you know i get it i I know i was injured and uh i'm just i'm not i'm not back where i was like you know a year ago you know i i I finally hit 475 on the squat and like i'm almost back to where i was i'm like can you shut the fuck up (laughs) he's 20 yeah and he's like upset he only hit 475 imagine when his testosterone actually really kicks in yeah i I looked in where i did the i was like how much you fucking peaked you know, I talked. I asked. I talked to people about this all the time. How much of a fucking annoying little twat were you at twenty? Oh, I know he's, I was. He's, I know I was he's not. Obnoxious. He's not even the oh. nicest fucking kid. Yeah, but you're still obnoxious. You still no, don't have he, those there, social. I would love to call him obnoxious. He is just a good kid. Not obnoxious. You, you, like, just won't shut the fuck up. Oh yeah, he did talk a lot. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like that kind of obnoxious. Not yeah. like not like fucking running around on the ground like Homer Simpson, but just you know. Yeah. Has some social cues to learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I know I was a fucking... I mean, I still have a lot of social cues to Fucking bearable at 20 years old. I can't imagine. Awesome. Yeah, even... uh, I mean, like we talked about, like, the Special Olympics. Yeah. You know, like, seeing those athletes, like, really... Again, five, six years ago, knew nothing about the sport, and now they're competing in the Olympics. Not, like, local games, not regionals, like... the the Olympics. Olympics They're competing in. And winning. And crushing it. Is uh, there an international Special Olympics? Yeah, there like, is. Just like the regular Olympics? There is, yep. So currently New York State does not have any spots on the team for powerlifters. Mm. So working on it, but hopefully if they so do. So do you only you do, because um, there's, in the Special Olympics, there's physical disabilities and then there's cognitive disabilities. Yes. It sounds like you pretty much work with those with cognitive disabilities. Mostly, yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yep. And I don't know how, um, I'm not sure the, um, 
not sure how they get accepted into the program. Uh, this gentleman, Chris Hughes, is he's the one that really runs it and does knows the ins and outs of it. I don't know that portion of it, but I, you know, I'd assume there's got to be some kind of what are your limitations and you know how they get to the team. I'm not exactly sure how, but it's mostly some cognitive, you know, because physically they're most of them are capable of it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But it's impressive, you know, and being this... able to be part of it, like providing them the tools yeah. to make it. It's it's everything, man. Yeah. Like you talk about that cool truck in the driveway, I'd give that shit up in a heartbeat to buy those guys a, a new machine that they need yeah. to kill it at the next Olympics. I mean, whatever they need. That's, oh, they're probably fucking jazzed as shit to be just there. Just build one. Yeah, I'll just build one. Yeah, just yeah. do it. Don't, don't sell the truck. Just build a fucking build, machine. Build a machine. But, Stop it. Yeah. Like, talking about like, being a part of it, you know? Sounds corny, but I feel like I'm part of it by, by giving them that space. By giving Adrian and Josh the tools or... Sure. Uh, Verla, 101. This lady's 101 years old and still comes to the gym twice a week. Like... You know, and that's why had, she's 101. This, yeah, exactly. We've had so many people come to us and say because they're physically active, they're living the lives that they are. You know, there's um, there's a pocket community in Japan. Um, I think it's outside of Okinawa. Konnichiwa, bitches. But they have a philosophy called Ikigai, where it's um, you okay there, bud? Go on. <laughs> are you gonna get through this? Uh huh. Um, where it's tell me all about the Ikigai. Uh, one, you, you, you only do things in life that you're passionate about. Like you, you have a job, but you do the aspects of the job that you're most passionate about. Um, but also part of it is you are active every single day. Most of the, the, and it, this is one of the few communities in the entire world where the most people live past the age of a hundred. And most of them have a garden that they go into every day. They have group, um, I don't want to call it, I don't know if it's Tai Chi or something, but like yeah. group active yep. exercises. Because yep. um, I think Tai Chi is Chinese. Um, I don't know. But Ta- something. Well, Tai Chi is, yeah, it's Chinese. Something akin to that where they, but every single day they are active, active. and they yeah. walk. They, no one drives, everyone walks, and their the average age of death is like 113. That's wild. Yeah. That's wild to think. And but they you, all, none of them die like decrepit. They just they're just too old to keep something, going yeah something goes but like you, you even you said too with the gym it's not just physical it's more mental yeah you know and keeping your brain sharp so you can get up and do those things I mean, that's a big part of staying active yeah you know? whether it's in the gym or just in general yeah you talked about like growing from the pandemic and, and things I've gone through never in a million years would I thought I'd own a boat without a motor I bought a fucking kayak like what am I doing on a kayak like and I loved it dude I enjoyed the shit out of that fucking kayak like why it doesn't have a motor? I don't want nothing to do with it. Yeah, and like because the pandemic, there's nothing else to do, so it was actually. But really it's learning cool, a like, new skill. It's trying something new. Yeah. It's getting something different. I mean, that's why like you know I can only do so much jujitsu now with my hip, but that's why I love kettlebells because it's you have to be planning every single movement out. That's why I, I practice flipping the kettlebell now because it's if I fuck that up, if I'm not paying attention, I'm not learning the the technique to it. I'm dropping that kettlebell on my foot. Yeah. Hmm. It's cool to really just uh, go outside the normal box and do different things, yeah. you know. And, and that was one good side of the pandemic because everybody had to do that. Right. You know, every, you know, mom wanted a bicycle, so we went through a bumpteen number of bicycle shops and nobody had any in stock. Sure, yeah. So, and it was cool to see, like, I mean, hell, in my neighborhood, I've never met any of my neighbors, and all of a sudden I see them all walking up and down the streets. I mean, yeah. my dog hated me at one point because we'd go for walks twice a day. He doesn't like to walk, you know. It's like, come on, dude, like, come hang out with me. And, uh, <laughs> You know, just being able to grow from the pandemic and learn, just do different things outside the box is huge, you know? Yeah. You can find that physical, you know, something that keeps you active and helps you mentally. For sure. 
I really like, I was, I, I had this random fucking thought today because I'm in a truck by myself all day, but just how, <clears throat> how much benefit you get out of a community of people. Yeah. But, but not, I'm not, I'm not talking about like the fucking Japanese tentacle porn fucking subreddit. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, you know, or the shitlord friends you have on 4chan. I'm talking about like in person. Yeah. Community fucking. Why were those the, the the two pocket communities you referenced? Because I was trying to get real eclectic. Okay, just making sure. I have nothing against Japanese tentacle porn or shitlords. Just the Reddit what? community for it. What's that? Just the Reddit community for it. The subreddit. Okay, got it. But they need to. But not the overall. Got it. Okay. I'd be scared to check your search history. <laughs> well, because like, I feel like I feel like Japanese. I feel like Japanese porn is the Reddit, and then the subreddit is Japanese tentacle porn. Like writing a qualifier, so it gets you down one level. I suppose. Uh, I don't even have Reddit on my phone. I'm just linking together two social references. Why? Why use it on your phone when you can have a much more expansive experience on your laptop? I can't because these goddamn podcasts take up all the fucking memory. <laughs> Do so, all these podcasts take like sideways turns like this? this what's pretty, that? This is entertaining. All yeah. the time. This is very. Yeah. Are you kidding me? This is this a pretty is, tame episode, to be honest. We're with just you. talking about kayaks, and now we're talking about tentacle porn. Like that's just. I was just trying to quantify things, okay. and then Dude, I checked Yogi my phone got for five seconds, semantic. and I don't know how we got there, but we right. got there. He's being anti-semantic again. Okay. You know how I deal with this fucking grammar Nazi. I don't know how anyone deals with me, but... <sighs> I've got over 60 hours of audio with you, for fuck's sake. And you, you keep inviting me back. So, Matt, a community. Community. <laughs> community. Community makes it happen. In person... Yeah. Social bonding, I think, is so fucking necessary to keep people from shooting up malls in fucking Wisconsin. Couldn't agree um, more. I just, I, I was thinking about today, I was thinking about how all these people who are, you know, quote-unquote misfits and incels and shit like this, it's, it's like, well, they don't have a community to go to. They don't have somewhere to go. They don't have somewhere to see people. All they have is this fucking, the screens in their face all day. You know what yeah. I mean? They're stuck, in, stuck in some room staring at a laptop. And dy dystopian future, you know what I mean? Like, that's all they see. It's like if they just got out in the fucking sunlight and just met some like-minded people. Like, I don't care if it's... You know, if, you, if you're going to go out to the fucking weekly neo-Nazi fucking group, I don't care. Because you know what you're doing when you're in those fucking groups talking about killing the Jews? You're not shooting up schools. So... You're just you talking know. about shooting up the synagogues. Whatever. They don't actually do it. They're all cowards at heart. <clears throat> anyway, but I'm saying... Getting out of the fucking house, build, getting into a community, and especially one like a gym, like where where physical health is all, is is paramount. Like yeah. that has to do something because physical strenuous exercise releases endorphins in the brain, so it makes your your mindset better. Yeah. So some people actually say like when you go to the gym, they'll talk shit about people that are there. Like, oh, that guy's been here for hours. Like, or he comes, you know, seven days a week. Yeah. How is that like different than the lonely dude that's at the bar? Like, yeah, just sitting yeah. there drinking his worries away or trying to make some casual conversation with some random person. Like, even if you go to the gym to hang out, like, you're already in a place of, like, like other like-minded individuals. You already have something in common right off the rip. Yeah. And you're doing something that's way healthier than sitting in a bar. So, don't talk shit about my fucking people that come there. Like, they're bettering themselves. Even if they come and just hang out and, like, shoot the shit half the time, yeah, they're here for two hours and they worked out for 30 minutes, but it's the community, the social aspect of it. Yeah. No it's, different than the drunk that's hanging out at the bar. It's, it's still just, a stress relief. It's yeah. still it's still it's still a de-stressor. But I mean, and and when you when you're talking about it being a community, what better way to check up on the people in your community than being like, hey, 
that person's here seven days a week. Where the fuck have they been? They've missed two days. Yeah. You all of a sudden start thinking about a random stranger that you have never thought about in your entire life. There's this one girl that goes to my gym, and she's, I, I give her shit all the time. She, I'm like, you're overtraining. You're here five days a week, three hours at clip. You're trying to cut all of this. She didn't show up for a week and a half. Started asking all her friends about it. They're like, meh, she's not okay. Don't like, you feel like a dick? But that's, that's yeah, not no. your dick. Yeah. You're How kind of an You told her to stay away. You're like, oh, you're overtraining. Fuck both of you. That night, that night she went home to her workout shoes and stuff. You literally sat there and mansplained her exercise routine. I did. I did. I broke her. I broke her. I broke her spirit. You did. Point being. You need to acknowledge her trauma now. Right? She'll be okay. Made her stronger. What's that? It'll make her stronger. That sounds very toxic masculinity. Anyway, but... What doesn't kill you usually gets you the second time around. That's a Go on. One. I like that. But it was an easy way to check up on someone that was like, not doing all right. <laughs> it's an easy way to be a mental health creeper. Guys, this weed is really good. Is it good weed? Great weed. Good. I'm glad. Fantastic. Shout out to Canada Provisions. Lesson learned. Don't check up on people. Got it. Well, just, yeah, don't check up on people. Leave them alone. Mind your business. Completely lost my next fucking thought. God damn it. This is a nice setup. I like this out Thanks. here. It's Beer, good. weed, candles, dogs. This Podcast? Podcast? Yeah. Thank you for saving us from that two, awkward silence. I appreciate that. Two handsome much. dudes sitting, at the, sitting across from me. Not, so, not such a bad gig. <laughs> You're a fucking sweetheart. Um, so I, I really want to know, like, what got you into building... Like, what got you head over heels and into fucking motorcycles? Because as long as I've known you, which has been 10 years now, you know, I, you were always into bikes. You were always into building bikes. You'd always have some modifications on your shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. every time you'd bring your bike in, it'd be different. Yeah. Like, know, I started out with cars. I mean, cars were like the... Well, what got, so, I'm assuming your dad yeah, got yeah. you into all that? So, actually, when I turned 16, I bought a Chevy Blazer, and I rolled it three hours after I bought it. a boy. Terrible. My parents were. Is that what the one? Is that the one with the, like the uh, the old uh, what was that V eight tornado engine? No, no, no. It was cyclone, 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 engine. Yeah, cyclone yeah, engine. I had the poor man's version of the cyclone. It okay, was the, okay. the boxed blazer, but it didn't yeah, have yeah. a cool motor. It had like a V okay, six whatever. Right, in it, but, right. uh, I rolled it, got a shit ton of trouble from the parents. You know, I was sixteen, and uh, I had to fix it. So my dad told me we went to a junkyard. Was the, it the square blazer or the rounded square? What year? Uh, late eighties, early nineties, I think. Okay, all right. Yeah, it was an older one. Good shape though. Those are great fucking yeah. trucks, man. Yeah. Uh, Dad, uh, we went to the junkyard, cut the roof off another one, and then showed me how to splice it onto the new truck, and then taught me how to paint and wow. fix the fenders and all that shit. Because basically, because I, you know, rolled yeah, the vehicle, sure. so you got to fix this. And then you just, and then from there, it was just like, oh, them I, in, you know, I, uh, you were like, I really, really enjoy this. It's like this fills a need, this scratches a niche for me. Yeah, yep. Like tinkering and fucking tinkering and, and shit, fucking metal. Stuff. Yeah, uh, I went to college with Hudson Valley. Uh, for automotive, I wanted to, I had this dream of owning a like a car dealership or running a car dealership, so that really got me into uh, what kind of uh, car dealership? I mean, I, I was, any, any. Okay. I wasn't really I thinking, didn't, you know, just I, well, I didn't know if you like want to do like 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 a custom shop or something. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I did. Yeah, uh, I used to work for a couple, uh, Street Dreams, a place in Schenectady. I used okay. to uh, you know customize cars and stuff. Uh, so always dreamed of that. I, uh, I started when I was seventeen. I started uh, platinum motoring. Was like my own little like car shop and my uh, mom owned a laundromat and I had a bay out back so we used to do you know hydraulics and low riders and things oh, along those yeah. lines yeah. I was just those. talking as you, you're, you're fucking your truck pulled up and, and hammered down 
I don't know if it's like me having my formative years in Albuquerque, New Mexico, but if I ever won the lottery, you'd know because I'd come down the street in like a 68 fucking Impala, hard top, just with the fucking four-way switches so I could love fucking it. make it dance. Yeah. I fucking, so I, I had, love those I goddamn cars. I love those fucking, I love those hydraulic cars. I had a 62 uh, Chevy Impala, it was candy red, put a, did a white top on it, oh. and uh, full hydraulic so you could ride on three wheels anywhere you wanted. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. I don't know why I find it so much fucking fun. A white fun, boy living the cholo but life. But just like fucking us. hitting that fucking, hitting the switches all the way down the fucking yeah. road. Like, or the amount of people you piss off when you go to a car show and like you ruined a classic. Dude, the old dudes would fucking rip you. Loved it's it. like, yeah, cool. Yeah. Why don't you stand right here? Bang, 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 yeah. bang, bang. So, uh, yeah, got in the cars. Uh, I bought a sport bike because you're in high school. It's an easy way to pick up chicks. Get the, what was your get first sport, sport bike? Uh, Jicks are 600. Okay, mine yeah. was a 750. Yeah, 600. I had my friend Jonathan go and pick it up for me because I didn't even know how to ride it, so he brought it back to the shop. Same. And mine, then, uh, I had, I had yeah. a buddy of mine ride it back to the fucking shop so he yeah. could fucking take it out to a, a, a giant warehouse parking lot on a Sunday and he taught me how to fucking Yeah, I went to SPAC. SPAC Park. Drive. So yeah. I had to make figure eights and do all that stuff. Yep, yep. And then uh, my uh, couple of friends at Sport Bikes, we went to this uh, party it's called Am Jam, yeah. which is uh, ran by the Hells Angels. And, yeah. You remember know. when they did the hardcore fucking concert at Am Jam? Yeah. Yep. I, I was one of the bands that played. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. So uh, just, I don't I know you played. I didn't. I screamed into a microphone for fun. Like old school metal, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can probably... I'm sure the fucking shows are out there on YouTube. It's fucking Apathy Arising. It's garbage fucking music. That's why I don't do it anymore, but... Fair enough. It was a fun fucking time. Yeah. Just fucking whiskey and screaming. <laughs> so you're standard hardcore show. Basically, Just, yeah. Like yeah. every Thanksgiving I've ever lived through. So, the MJ, man, that got me, uh, you know... Seeing the club and that lifestyle and the, yeah. the cool bikes and uh, Jesse James was big at the time. Yep. I started watching Motorcycle Mania, building choppers, and, you know, just, it's just spiraled, man. It went, I got real deep, you know. I was sure. really into it and learning metal fabrication and welding, and uh, now I have one of Jesse James's bikes. Like, I was always set myself, always set yourself a goal, you know. I, yeah. Someday when I made it, not that I've made it by any means, but when you can have some reasonable cash. I mean, like, you can, buy you can, a, you can build chopper. or buy. Whatever bike or anything you want, yeah, you know what I mean. You you have a house, you have a you have a you literally have a motorcycle fabrication shop at your house. Yeah, you know it's like you're you're not done right. That's literally making it because you know what's going to happen to the sixteen year olds coming up. They aren't going to be able to buy a fucking house. You know what I mean. They're not going to be able to have any fucking equity or anything. You know they're all fucked. It's also how you adjust your life. Like I always think yeah. talk about like mental health and stuff like. To me, at my core, like, as long as my Harley's got a full tank of gas and my dog is healthy, I'll figure out the rest out, dude. Like, life is all right, man. Yeah. As long as those two things are good, my dog runs to me when I get home at night. Fuck, dude. No, he's an English bulldog if he waddles. He waddles. Yeah, he waddles. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If he's energetic enough to get up out of bed to say hello, but it's the thought of that. Look, if he gets the the head up, those jowls are fucking heavy, man. I'm good, man. That's it. (laughs) Keep life simple and you'll you'll figure the rest out. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's why I have such a hard time being empathetic to people with anxiety because it's anxiety is I forget again I forget who said it at this time I know it was not Joe Rogan but anxiety is fighting the battles that haven't happened yet yeah it's like I just don't understand that because same thing like hey lights are on kiddos got food I, I mean I don't I, that, I need more help with because everybody claims... Why would I... Why would I... Why, why am I... I can't worry past that. Like, literally, 
everything's taken care of. Well, think of everybody claims I have anxiety of anxiety. Like, all right, so go Google like the way to get around it. Well, you have a thousand dollar iPhone in your hand. How do you have anxiety? You got a thousand dollar iPhone. If you're good enough in life to have an iPhone in your hand, people have it way worse. Yeah, but I understand so, though. You don't necessarily. It's not like you ask for anxiety. Like no, I understand. Yeah, yeah. I, so, no. So that's yeah. I have a hard that's time a, understanding that's a really that part. Good, like, that's a really good point there. I am in no way, shape, yeah. or form trying to. Um, uh, no, I don't take, think either of you do. Take away and, like that that level, but I but just as I someone just, with I'm just, anxiety, saying, like there is I, no controlling it. And no, it's like, that's the reason. I, like we were talking about earlier. I have in the a, episode, my my wife has or, severe fucking anxiety. Yeah, no, no, like it's just yeah. I'm just, I'm trying it. to, exp- for two people that just said that you No, don't no, 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 you it. shut your goddamn horn Fuck off. Anyway, um, it's, oh, it's this weird, anxious? like, no, <laughs> too drunk for that. <laughs> See, anxiety. Um, it, it, just Ooh, it just won't shut off. It just won't shut off. And I think that's why you find a lot of people in the gym with anxiety. Yeah. Um, because it's one, for me, uh, being constantly active shuts it off. Yeah. Same for me. And that's, again, I learned I don't understand it, but I learned it from... Like COVID happened, you know. I all of a sudden I had to sit home with your demons and all the stuff that you've never really realized because well, that's exactly I it. stay busy all the time. It's like uh, when you when well exactly that when you have too much time on your hands and you can't calm down. Yeah, it's that, but all the time. Yep. So no, I I wanted to learn more about it or how I can help people with it. I just don't understand it enough. I mean, like same thing with depression. I don't really get it. Like, if you can talk about depression, how are you depressed? Like. People are dying every day. Like, I mean, I don't, you know, somebody, somebody's always got it worse. But that doesn't matter. It's it's you in the present tense. Like, it's you right now. Yeah. So trying to understand that is not an easy factor. You know, I bet a lot of friends have, you know, issues like that and trying to understand them. It's. I mean, we've seen it all before. We've, um, you know, different high-level athletes that ended up taking their own life because they just... Dude, comedian no Rob Williams. Rob I was so obsessed. Example. So obsessed with Rob Williams growing up. My dad loved him. Like, that dude was fucking hilarious and yeah how is he depressed like he just seems like such a happy you don't realize what people have and he was a great motivator too yeah you look at what's that uh what's that movie where he was a teacher uh like patch adams or something was that or the no, that doctor, was a doctor doctor uh was it dead poet society yeah robin, robin williams yeah. is a teacher you know dead poet society. Su- yeah. super motivating um kept people going yeah but he, you know you don't know what he's got going on yeah so but no, that's it's just it's it's a weird daily offset. Yeah. That a lot of people I'm lucky I found working out. But a lot of people just don't. And I do love that because I remember when I talked to a therapist, the first one I talked to, she just wanted to give you pills. Oh, Dude, that's yeah, not the answer, that, man. Yeah. Like what you know, get out and do something. Well, that's and, like, why I, I asked you it. what 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 skills you got out of therapy because that keeps you from needing yeah. pills. The so pills aren't gonna fucking fix it so a lot of it was just like talking through like you know things that are going through your head like having to, to talk with like i kept thinking like my world is crashing and like i'm losing my my business and lose my house like all the stuff and like to literally be able to talk yourself like okay it's not that bad like yeah. you know you, things will get back to normal the house will still be there like you have supportive people around you like like trying to talk yourself through it was you know really a big thing that worked for me uh and then just getting out like buying a kayak and going for walks and like just trying to find other avenues to make yourself busy that wasn't work was something my therapist really pushed. It, I mean, it got me through it. And it's yeah. tough doing that. Yeah. Deviating from your purpose. And literally just getting your ass out of bed. Because I just remember some mornings just lying in bed, like, which is not me. Like, I yeah. don't like to yeah. sit still. Like, I don't. Dude, past five hours of sleep, I think you're wasting your time. Like, 
you know, it's it's now 10 a.m. and I'm still lying get, in bed. Get like, seven to nine, kids. Don't don't do five. Get seven so to I'm, nine. I'm, I'll be dead long before then because of that. So I'm all right. Sleep a little longer. That's fine. It's good for you. Yeah, sleep in. Fuck sake. But just you're uh, gonna miss it when you have fucking kids. No, oh, the sleep uh, sleep that you don't get anymore. You don't get to. Yeah. Just don't sleep. But the uh, therapist said, just get your ass out of bed, dude. Just make it happen. Yeah. You know, and that's the biggest step is just getting up and starting the starting the day. Well, that's what they talk about. To fight depression, you have to have a routine. You have to yeah. set that routine. You have to be rigid with it. Yeah, in, in creating a new routine. Like, if your routine's taken away from you, which meant I woke up every morning, I ate the same breakfast, I went to work, ate the same lunch. Like, I'm very regimented that way. And now all of a sudden, it's all gone. Create a new routine. Yeah. You know? trying to do something different and like getting up and going for a walk and then starting the but you're keeping the same schedule yeah keeping a similar schedule yep but just instead of going to work I'm painting a room in the house I'm renovating you know kind of thing like just finding a different outlet yeah so yeah it keeps you from ruminating do what now it keeps you from ruminating keeps you from dwelling on thoughts Mm -hmm. what's going on that one what's that go on no no that was the comment Fantastic. <laughs> I really enjoy pissing you off sometimes. Is that that I was pushing his buttons? What's that? Pushing his buttons. It's his Me? favorite thing to yeah. do. Yeah. 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 I have a routine. <laughs> oh, fuck. So. What, um... Nope, lost it. You go now. Me? Yeah, you. What were we talking about? I don't even remember. I got it. Gym community. Yeah, I think I'm still waiting to find out your favorite client success story. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I have just one. To be honest. All right, can we just can we just nominate Ed Sapienza? Ed Sapienza, because he's my fucking favorite. You know, old school powerlifter and silver sneakers chair aerobics champion. Yeah, ex marine. Did he used to go ex-cop. to Albany Strength? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he used to be. I with, thought uh, the name sounded familiar. Yep. yep. Dude's phenomenal. Whatever happened to Jimmy Van um, Older Dude? Jimmy Van Older Dude? That's a weird Dutch name. Yeah. Well. Are you sure it's um, not Older Dude? Shit! What the fuck's his name? Jimmy Van Older Dude. Nope, not going to remember it. So let's talk about that guy. <laughs> talk about Jimmy or Ed Sapienza? Ed Sapienza. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, Ed Sapienza, like, prime, you know, prime example, just like an old school badass, you know, dude that keeps on it. I mean, the members that we've that lost weight just, you know, to live a better life is, is huge. Uh, we have a lot of members that come in diabetic, and now they're off medicine, and, you know, just just by being active and, and doing it, it's huge. I mean, I literally could just go on. I mean, the seniors are, are big, you know, warm heart of mine is seeing those guys come into the gym every day and really you know like the senior fitness program we have over 60 people in a class and it's just so cool seeing you know seeing them do it every day like uh we do a senior uh christmas party for them like everybody gets together around christmas time and in the community that these guys have built together because of that class you know that's a success story in itself you know, i have to imagine it's interesting watching them come in versus walking out yeah. of just looking like an old person walking in and actually seeing them move and it's and it's actually funny you say that because you really do see that yeah they're stiff when they walk in and as they leave because they've gone through an hour of exercise they're walking faster and they're moving easier and that's uh their whole you demeanor can probably see changes yeah oh yeah absolutely and they all have to walk by my office my office is right by the front so like yeah. you literally see them as they walk in and as they leave and it, it is a very noticeable difference as they do it 
So that's huge. And, you know, we've talked about a bunch of times before that Special Olympics, man, that's really, that's my thing, man. That's my jam now, watching yeah. these athletes, you know, athletes that's do cool. it. And, and now they're, uh, most people don't give them the time of day. So they're probably Special form. Olympics athletes? Uh, people with special needs in general. Oh, man. That's awful. It's also somewhat true. No, I know. It's, I was, no, no, I, know. just because it's awful doesn't mean it's not true. I, yeah. it's, it just yeah. sucks because I, I, I see, this is probably going to sound pretty stupid, but I see people with, you know, boy, how do I tap dance this fucking minefield? Um, you see them, you <laughs> see them, people with, like, with Down syndrome or, like, severe levels of autism are often have no ability to be anything other than themselves so you get to see their authentic self and when they're happy you know it when they're sad you know it and there's no hiding it so it's almost endearing to interact with them because you never have that level of of authentic interaction with your average joe well so think so or maybe uh, like for me i didn't really pay it no mind like yeah. Um, you know, we mentioned my ex-wife uh, was a special education teacher. Previous to her, I would see them on the street and I would just walk by thinking, oh, it's a special person. Didn't think nothing of it, keep going. And then with working with her and doing some events and seeing how awesome these people are, you know, really kind of brought a different light to them. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Chris Hughes bringing in the Special Olympics program into my gym, like, you know, it's, it's just a, it's been a life-changing for me. Yeah. Just really having a whole different aspect of, a different outlook on these guys and guys and girls. You know how it strips you of feeling bad for them. Yeah, so I don't feel bad for them. It strips you of like, the sympathy, I, not yeah. the empathy. I mean, there you go. You're, you're learning. Like, hey, you're learning. Yeah, son. I'm proud of you. Yeah, I know. You know, there's a, there's a little bit that like, hey, they didn't have the same things that I grew up with. Yeah. So like, yeah, there's gonna be feeling a little bit bad for them. I think that's that's normal. Like, I feel bad yeah. that they don't weren't born the same exact way. But I have. But God, so, how much happier are they than us? How much stronger are they than us? I mean, it's amazing. Like. You know, but the fact that like anybody can take a disability and just ride it, like these guys are not letting it slow them down. Like they don't well, they give don't, a shit. They man. don't know it's a disability. Yeah, they it's just normal it's... life. Yeah, just fuck it. This is yeah, just another fucking day. So we uh, a couple years ago we did actually pre-COVID we went to prom. Um, Tim Tebow does has a foundation where he bring he does a, a special needs prom for everyone. Oh, so shit. where a special needs person gets linked up with. I mean, do you say, how do you say it? Like tap dance around A uh, normal person, I guess. I don't... A normie? A normie, I guess. I don't... I mean, no. what's the verbiage for it? But... Uh, yeah. Chromosome deficient? Yeah, able so, person. An able person. So, They'll uh, be able. So we went and as dates for these, you know, special needs people. And it was the coolest event. I mean, they had a face painting room and dancing and provided dinner. And it was just nice to, to have that normalcy. Yeah. You know? And just seeing how happy they are is just... Yeah, awesome. I mean, that's... Like, like we go back to the hockey thing earlier. Why I would never in a million years until we had this conversation connect Special Olympics and hockey. I just wouldn't. I don't know why. But because you don't see it. No, exactly. Like, I'm a special teacher. I, I, I see this while my, my students are not cognitively impaired. I don't. I, uh, the most I see of extracurricular activities is the basketball league that they're in. I would have never even made the assumption that there would be a hockey league. They, they, and I'm in the field. They have track. I mean, really, at the when I went to Special Olympics in Florida, it's just like the normal Olympics. Yeah. They have almost every sport. So they have football. It's not tackle, but it's still flag football. It's still all the same exact rules, the same yardages, things along those lines. Yeah. Was, you know, they have all the sports. Yeah, it's awesome. 
Super Bowl. Um, it really changes your perspective on everything. That for me, at least. Well, it's it's like what Chad and I have been talking about lately. It's um, there is a huge difference between simp being sympathetic, which is like just feeling bad for someone and wanting them to be better or whatever, and then being empathetic, which is having an actual connection with them. Yep. And the more you get to know that population, it, especially when it's involving athleticism, which is what you're passionate about, you have a deeper connection to what they're going through, yep. and now you get to share in their success and then specifically like when i talk about these athletes like i truly believe that they have done more from for the gym my business than we could ever do for them yeah i mean uh when they first um when they first came on we had a couple members that would complain because they would take up too many deadlift platforms that would get in the way kick those fucking guys right out of the gym Bro, like, how like how much of a dicks. fucking twat are you oh we had there's a handful of people when they first came fucking complain first came about to the, gym. the special olympics team Taken up to like you can go fuck yeah. yourself on every level, and yeah, they're no longer members of the gym. I <laughs> hope your mother sucks cocks in hell. That's yeah. like you are the worst fucking person. But these uh, these athletes are literally like celebrities now. Like now that people have you've been around them, you've seen them work just as hard as everyone else, and and put the full effort in. It's uh, you know they're getting high fives uh, yeah. when they're out on the you know on the gym floor, or our members stop and cheer them on. Um, we're a cardio section. At the end of the day, they represent the best of us. Absolutely. Yeah, you know they uh, where the cardio section is. There's a section of astroturf that do sled pushes, and these guys are pushing the sleds up and down, and the members on the treadmill like cheering them on and screaming at them. Like, never would I thought ten years ago this is the atmosphere that we'd have, and you know, I'm proud of it, man. It's awesome. I had the ABC Spartans doing truck pulls out back of oh, fucking yeah, yeah. ABC. Yeah, is that what the team's called? Spartans. Yeah, Spartans. Yeah, okay. yep. 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 ABC Spartans. Yep. We had a whole bunch of them fucking pulling trucks. Yeah. It was fucking great. And then I got to fucking pull the truck with all of them in the bed. <laughs> I remember that picture. Yeah. Ah. That was a good fucking time. They're great fucking dudes. You should throw yeah. that up on the Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I got another picture of me and two of them. We Chris brought them in and we did a whole day of strongman training. Yep. Where I showed them both how to do like the log clean and press. Uh, showed them Atlas Stones. Uh, what else? The yoke. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good fucking day. That was a lot of fun. That was a fun fucking time actually put in perspective what you talk about like the people you meet in the gym this guy we're talking about Chris Hughes somebody we would possibly never have known you know Chris Hughes is huge and the Special Olympics brought that in and has you know pulls other members in to work with the athletes and you know like Chad just has an awesome story about working with these guys you know but Chris also works with special needs and senior dogs too like you literally meet some of the best people in the world yeah at the gym. shout out to the Mr. Mo project go follow them on Instagram and give them money absolutely all the money all the money, all the money. Well, yeah. also save some money for the Special Olympics. Yes. But, but most of the money to Mr. Mo Project. <laughs> they do uh, senior and special needs dogs. I mean, it's dogs that people literally just throw away. And they have many more years of great life out of them. They take yeah. them on. And, uh, his wife, uh, Marisa, always goes, it's the best for the rest. The you know best years of life. They're going to be the rest That's of them. So, yeah. Those guys can't hold them on an alpha pedestal, but you meet some of the best people. And they influence... Guys Everybody. like me and Chad, man, you know? Yeah. yeah. Do you they, ever think you'd be lifting logs with special needs athletes? Like, No, never. Fuck never, ever, ever. Dude. Ever. Yeah. Um, well, but, I, but here's the thing. I remember now what, what kind of, dis, as weird as it sounds, desensitized me to, like, special needs people. Like, yeah. as far as treating them as a separate class. You know what I mean? Like, where instead of just seeing them as fucking people. Yep. You know what I mean? Like um, when I first started the old, old Albany Strength, when I first moved out here, Jesus Christ, three, 19 years ago? Fuck. I've been up sitting here for 19 fucking years, guys. As long as I've ever lived anywhere. 
Anyway, um, coming up here and lifted the old Albany strength down that fucking corner powerlifting gym. We'd go to USAPL meets in in, in fucking uh, high school auditoriums on Saturdays, and there would be lifters there in the adult class with Down syndrome. Yeah, and just that was just a normal thing. Like yeah. you'd just see an you'd just see a person with Down syndrome, like because they don't know any better, you know. Just because they have an extra chromosome doesn't mean they're no stronger or weaker than you. Yep. I mean, so. So Anthony, one of the ABC Spartans, never powerlifted before, came on the Spartans. He was one of the kids that did the Strongman Day with me. Did the Strongman Day? Yeah, he's done a whole Him bunch of Him and Tom. Stuff. Tom. Oh, yep. my God. Did you see the video of Tom at the Special Olympics? Motivating times, man. The uh, Maybe. Tom had to go. So there's like a battle for first place in the Special Olympics down to the final event, which is your deadlift. Down to the final lift, you're allowed three attempts down to the last one. He was sitting in second behind whatever other state he was going against. It needed this like all-time crazy PR uh, to get gold medal. How so, much? Um, I can't remember, like mid-200s, which considering he weighs about 160 pounds. Wait, so he needed like a 245, 250-pound deadlift? Something along those, yeah. Or 250-pound, yep. 250 kilo? Uh, pounds. pounds. It came out to pounds, whatever okay. kilo conversion is. Okay. Um, so even if you miss it, he'll still get second, but you're going for gold this whole point. Yeah, hell yeah. The dude comes out from the back crying Anthony? full tears. Um, Tom. Tom, Tom. Does, oh, yeah. boy. Yeah, full tears, crying, doesn't even know if he can get it. He's walking up to the platform, pulling up his glasses, wiping his thing off. Like, Chris uses the coach. He goes up, yeah. says whatever he says in his ear. No idea, but... Tom ripped that fucking weight, dude. Like, literally the crowd was in tears. Everybody was so... Again, fucking chills. Like, just talking about the glories. Like, he got it, man. He got first place, you know? Yeah. So, and Anthony. Anthony. Talk about Anthony. He actually missed kind of similar setup. He missed the weight, so that was real tough. Yeah. He just came back and competed in a regular USAPL. Not a Special Olympics. Regular athletes. And uh, and made that PR that he was supposed to make at the Olympics. So, wow. Got wow. So cool to see. Never powerlifted. Special needs powerlifting. And now he's... Competing against regular athletes, dude, it's it's so. it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's yeah. That that getting involved with that community, if you have the opportunity to, is is pretty dope because it's just. I mean, can you really think of if you're ever gonna have a fucking, you know, failure story out of that? You know what I mean? Like none of those kids are ever gonna. Due to your interaction, none of those kids are gonna ever fucking decrease in life. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. You're only helping them, and they're only gonna go forward, and they're only gonna just inspire more people. Talk about mental health. I mean, man. it's it's a fucking win-win. Yeah, you know, it helps you mentally. You can do it for people. the most selfish reasons, just to make yourself feel good. But just you're gonna contribute to that community too, and helping normalize that community brings them further well, into the realizing mainstream. like how much they can actually participate in, you know, the quote unquote real world. Kind of shows you that whatever you're going through doesn't inhibit you from participating. No. Yeah. I think most people with depression, anxiety, whatever is going on, feel like there's a reason that they can't push forward. Yeah. And seeing that that population can do it, why shouldn't anyone with something going on What's your excuse? Yeah. These guys could do it. Why do you keep coming up with excuses? Like, stop the excuses and yeah. make it happen. Because you know? they're too smart. They're too smart, is that? Yeah. Too smart. Or too fucking lazy. Well, they're too smart, which makes them too fucking lazy. <laughs> One makes the other happen. That's it. I mean, you know. Well, it's it's it's. If cyclical. you know everything in the world, why the fuck would yeah. you get your ass out of bed? Yeah. <clears throat> I wouldn't. I already know everything. I'm gonna watch the seventh season of Friends now. Fuck you all. Such a bad show. Yeah, it was god awful. Fucking terrible. But I mean, what were the options besides it? 
books. Yeah, I mean, that's it. Did you watch Friends? No. No? Really? Oh, you were busy building motorcycles. And <laughs> fucking if it's not an automotive show, I don't banging really. banging 48-year-old hookers. I don't know. Do what now? Oh, Motor Trend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> If it's not, yeah. it's not, it's not designing Chip Foose, I don't yeah, fucking yeah, watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what else? Sign of a good fucking podcast right there. Yeah. When the host goes, what else? These just wing these is out how they usually. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Let's go. So, hi, what now? Do, Do we, we wing, wing them? them? Oh, yeah. God, yeah. you think you see a script around here? No. I... <laughs> the first, like, three episodes, Chad had, like, a rough outline of what he wanted to go over. Yep. And then I think he gave up, like, halfway through the second one. And just realize, like, we're just going to talk about everything. Well, it's how many themes can I go through? You know what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah. It's a lot more authentic I mean, that way. Well, you, like, men's mental health. It's, all right, cool. We got the, we had the combat vet on. We had the, the, the ex-Navy SEAL on. You know what I mean? Like, we yeah. did the, we ran the gambit of, like, B-roll celebrity guests. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. interesting people. And, and I don't mean to discount my friends at all who are both... No, they're, way, those they're way more badass than the rest of us. No, like fuck us. yeah, dude. Absolutely. One's a one's a Troy SWAT member, and the other one's an ex Navy SEAL CIA contractor. Yeah, like these are bad motherfuckers. Is that Justin Burns? Is that uh, oh, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Like, he's a bacon. Badass. Yeah, bacon. Bacon. I didn't say bacon because he's a police officer. I don't. Know if that's a bad. No, I think it's the best thing ever. That's what I literally have him in my phone. Is fucking bacon oink. His name was Bacon before being a police officer, and now he's a police and officer. Now he's a cop. Can we, can we still yeah. call him a? Bacon? Yeah, I do. Okay. Go, all the time. Cool. We do fucking ruck hikes together all the time through the fucking. How do you get snow. the name Bacon before being a cop? Instagram, just, yeah, Instagram. Beer, bacon, and deadlifts. That was yeah. his Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Into the gym, you see these people every day. You know, actually, sadly, know them more by their Instagram handles yeah. than their actual real names. Fair At enough. White Nux. Yeah. White Nux. So like we have that. We have a ABC leaderboard. Sports and fitness. <laughs> uh, leaderboard, and we put everybody's names down, like who had the top numbers. Nobody knew who each other was. Literally wanted to put like Instagram handles under it. So like, oh, so that's who. He, that's Justin. That's. Didn't know his name was Justin. You were making a deadlifts. Yep. Yeah. So that's Justin. And then the uh, the other guy was Dan Brown, a uh, uh, guy we do jujitsu with, who just through, through literally through the jujitsu community. Yeah. He just showed up and we started. Nicest dude ever. He's a fucking. He's a riot. He's yeah. a fucking riot. And uh, just through talking, we found out he was like an ex Navy SEAL. He was an ex fucking like 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 top tier contractor like mercenary. Oh shit! And then he went over to Afghanistan and or no uh, mercenary, then CIA uh, bodyguard. Like he would guard the operatives. Yeah. Uh, just yeah. just wild shit after wild shit. Listening after wild to shit. him to talk about explosives was insane. Yeah, like Imagine directional his head, explosives. Like the cool shit that he's got a he's got a known experience and. Dude, we were the just stories was, he's got to have. Yeah, of. that's what I'm talking about. Like half the time, I was, we were just he was telling us shit. And we're just, I'm sitting there fucking slack jawed. Yeah, I'm like, this is that there's real. He's the only there's person we've like had, had on us. for back to back episodes. What's that? He's the only person we've had on back to back episodes. Yeah, because we had to do a part one and a part two. Yeah, yeah. It's but it's again, it's just like it's such interesting shit. Now have him forever, here man. in a jujitsu school with me. I get to roll with him four to five times a week. Yeah, and he. Now he invites me to his forty like fifth birthday party. You know what I mean? Like we're that tight. Yeah, he's and only forty five and he's done all that already. 
Dude, it's insane. Dude, it's, it's insane. You should listen to, if nothing else, you should listen to those two episodes. I will, yeah. I'll send you, yeah. you know what, I'll, I'll shoot you a link to both of them. Yeah, please it's do. It's just, it's just fucking bonkers, the story. Like, adopted, uh, missionary mother, or was he adopted? I don't think he was adopted. No, wasn't adopted. Oh, missionary mother and father. Okay. Like, like, Peace Corps. Grew like, up shit. all around the world. Super Christian. Settled in, and then like he, he like grew up making he, like, money and broke Japan away from the cult. Fucking the guitar. Uh, you know what? I'm Seriously? not even gonna try and describe yeah. it. Just go back and listen also, to it. Yeah, yeah. It's I'll send you links for both of them. But dude, it's it's bonkers. Yeah. And then just to the progression all the way through to to now, um, it's just. Uh, but yeah, that's what we have. Those those kind of fucking people. That's like that's the whole point. Like I want people who are. Involved in some sort of counterculture, which unfortunately nowadays is special. Well, people like to think that special operations isn't counterculture, but if you actually sit down and talk to a motherfucker, they're like, they're more punk rock than anybody you can fucking think of. They're yeah. like, no, no, they sent me into fucking caves with a tomahawk to fucking assassinate people. Like, <laughs> how pro government you think I fucking am? Yeah. You know? So, it's a fun listen. It's also cool, like, those dudes, like, really make you think, like, like, if you're somebody who thinks you're on top of the world, like, that yeah. dude's seen so much more shit than we could ever even imagine. Like, and he's six years older than me. Yeah. But that's, it's, it's, yeah, it's, think, it's, like, it's a bonkers fucking thing, but it's so cool to, that, the community I, I interact with daily yeah. is what has allowed me to find these interesting connections. All right, so I also think about the community and the people that you've met, like, the people from the different backgrounds, like, uh, people you never thought you'd meet before, like, yeah. you know. Never thought like, I'd reconnect with this asshole. I mean, some you don't always want the reconnection, but some are good. But no, this was a good one. It's a good. But it's like I never thought I'd fucking link back up with fucking Yogi. Yeah. Did you like, that was that through jujitsu? Yeah. yeah. We were at odds before that. It was like it wasn't like we weren't really like at odds, but didn't see eye to eye. Well, I beat him in a strongman competition. He fucked the girl I was trying to fuck. It just it's you know. I mean, if you can't be stronger, you might as well be more handsome. Right. Hey, fuck it. He got that one. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know that was on your agenda. I was trying. Hmm? Anyway, I'm sorry. I don't give a shit anymore. Should we go a little deeper into this? Because I'm. I'm what? In. No, what? <laughs> Think a little deeper into what's going on there. No. Yeah. No. It's... Just fucking. He out handsome me. Eh. Can't, Fine. Can't win them all. No. Fuck no. I got him beaten deadlift. Yeah. And life. Depends who you talk to. Ed Sepians is probably more important about that deadlift. More concerned about that deadlift. <laughs> no, but it's it's funny how how you get these reconnections like like fucking Yogi, um, my homie Clobber. You know what I mean? That dude is it's a good dude. That dude is literally like he's 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 a guy I reconnect with. So he's one of the realest people you when can he and I, talk to. He and I started jujitsu at the same time, right? Uh, but right before I broke my foot in a tie fight. He got promoted to blue belt. I was like a, I was about to be a blue belt. And then I broke my foot and I stopped. And I got in a strongman for 10 years. Well, he stayed straight on and became a fucking black belt. And now he opened his own gym in fucking Del Mar. Suck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the fuck was I saying? People you reconnected with. I don't know. I'll be honest with you. Well, fuck. I'm talking about people you reconnected with to the community. Yeah, Clobber. My oldest training partner. You know, uh, fuck off. I fucking hate you. This is really good weed. God damn it. So anyway, about Clobber. By the way, who, are we, who am I talking about? Clobber? Oh. Ah. Uh, bitch. Oh. Anyway. Um, good
good friends, great oldies. I don't know, man. There's something that you, you, you mention all the time about doing one hard thing every day to kind of keep you going and getting you in the right headspace to improve. But I think that concept of doing one hard thing every day really establishes the sense of community all three of us have been talking about. What's the hard thing? What do you consider that? Anything. I mean, if it's a little old lady learning how to bend over entire shoes properly versus Chad pulling 700 pounds and then going into jiu-jitsu, like, it doesn't matter. It's a matter of perspective. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, the nicest... We, we keep talking about the how these hulking monsters and badasses in jiu-jitsu are the nicest people ever met. But what, you, what we're not talking about is these are also the if not highest level of athlete, the, the people that have pushed themselves to their highest level. That's what, you know, we, I don't think we talk about that enough. The people that really max themselves out are the people that you want to be around. It's always who you associate with. That's a big part of it. Why? It's just what, what, I, what I've seen. Like you, we keep talking about these people like Adrian, the, the biggest dude who just won't take a compliment. Like, you don't see that with casual gym goers. Oh, you don't see that with casual anybody. That's anybody what, who's that's what I'm trying to say is going to, yeah. you know, is always going to improve no matter what, or is going to force himself to improve. Where hobbyists and people like that are just going to, you know, that segment of the day was segmented yeah. for that activity, and after that, they don't think about it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, you have. What's impressive is somehow, through being a commercial gym, because you are, let's be honest. Size-wise, absolutely. Yeah, commercial. Um, you're not franchise or anything like no. that, but commercial. No, I almost say a privately owned commercial gym. Is that a thing? I, it is now. Sure. You are one. I'm in. Okay, fantastic. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you really have the, the, the premier spot to go. Thank you. I'm I mean, trying to, you, and I don't want to stop, like... Uh, everybody always asks if you're going to franchise or have multiplications. Like, I have no desire to dilute the brand, dilute the culture that we have. But, you just uh, want to double the stress? Pretty much. Same yeah, money? Yeah, yeah. Like, why would you want to do that? Fuck just because you have double locations doesn't mean double the income. It yeah, exactly. means double the expenses. Absolutely, yeah. but... Yeah, you got... No. Now, now you have 106 people. You got yeah. fucking... No, thank you. And two mortgages. Two mortgages. Anyway. No, I just um, want to take our one gym and just and blow it up, man. I'd like to... You know, there's other businesses that are around. We're in a plaza, so we're gonna, the yeah. businesses around us slowly start absorbing them, buying them. Just out. leave Board and Brush alone. Not Board and Brush, gotta go. That's no, weird. That's my homie. Yeah. Oh, he's, no, he's an awesome dude. That, yeah, that's I Chris. love that guy. He's purple belt. Where I train. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Super nice guy. You just gotta move a couple doors down because I want that that space. That's fine. Just. But I want the space because I want to have like a TRT doctor, a chiropractor, a massage therapist. Uh, you know, we have a Meals by Matt program, which are mm-hmm. pre-made meals, like, just to really blow up everything. Really good meals, too, by the way. What's that? Really good meals, You're too. Good, yeah. Yeah, I've had to grab a, uh, grabbed a couple. Um, but just to really blow up that health and wellness segment and just have a one-stop shop for it all, you know? Yeah. So, now I'm just going to keep growing it and making a monster, bigger monster than it already is and going to continue to help people in the community. Yeah. The biggest thing. I just, I... It's very, you know... The one thing I want to say is, it, to anybody who's listening who hasn't been there, it's very well balanced. You can go and you can find your 
Planet Fitness-esque vibe or you know what I mean like you're just you know you're not that serious but you're fucking you're out there you're getting something in. all the way up to like what we were talking about USAPL level racks um, turf tracks professional strongman equipment like yeah. you're gonna fill it you're gonna find something you're into because it runs the fucking gambit without being some fucking gay place with a lunk alarm <laughs> you know what I mean and lot. it's also not gonna fucking break the bank every month no. No. And that's yeah. one thing, too, I can't push enough to people still come in the small businesses and ask for discounts like mine. Like, like, fuck, dude, take a hike. Yeah. You know, like I have to have well over a hundred thousand dollars cash in my bank the first of every month in order for my bills to go through. Do you have any $20 memberships I got to sell to cover all that? Like, and people still come in like we're $20 a month. And Where all. are you going to get a membership for less than $20? Well, it yeah, provides you everything. Yeah, that's just that not for everything. I mean, Planet Fitness is ten bucks, but it's very one-sided. You only yeah. get a small niche, like twenty bucks. Got everything, you know. And I'm, I'm holding strong. My accountant is telling me every day to raise my prices, but I'm trying to hold out. Like, I want to make sure the gym is affordable. Yeah. So anybody can go. How much are they raising? Well, it's, my expenses are over forty percent. But I'm saying, what do, what do they want to expect? What, what do they want you to raise it to a month? Well, they just keep that, like keep saying like you need to raise your rates. You got to raise your rates, and I'm holding strong and trying not to, man. That's, you know, I'm. You make know, more merch. Make more merch. Find other avenues to make money is, is how I want to do, I guess. It's, uh, I also got to get one of those baseball jerseys off you. We should have hockey jerseys, of course. And, uh, no, baseball. I'm not, I'm not a hockey jersey guy. Basketball. Got basketball jerseys, too. I would. Uh, baseball. Baseball. Got it. Got it. Still got big dog sizes. If you got a big dog size, I'll take one. You got them. Um, but I'm trying to uh, not raise my rates so I can keep it make affordable. Make more merch. Make more merch. Dude, if you, if you are seeing people in fucking downtown Saratoga, three a.m. <laughs> in fucking Laconia, Maine. Oh yeah, yeah New Hampshire, New Hampshire. Yep. Uh, fucking, do you have intentions of opening a opening a second location? No, zero. No. no why would you? Zero. Why would you? No, I just want to take mine and just that one spot and grow. I mean, it's also a killer location. It's right off the yeah. highway, right in Latham. So Saratoga's not far. Albany's right there. So it's uh, making it more of a destination gym. People want to travel to it. Gyms, uh, the sense. biggest thing is is convenience. Yeah. You know, that you'll never beat the the cost of convenience for someone that's the number one selling tool in the gym I really so. think the, the funniest thing about upstate New York is the two biggest gyms most popular gyms are ABC and you go down the street to Albany Strength and it's just because of the no but it's just because of the convenience they offer yeah like when are the, either one of those gyms ever fucking closed yeah 365 I even have a giant monster so I can make it in the snowstorms yeah like you're not you're never ever ever gonna be you know, like the, the the commercial gyms are probably gonna close. But, oh, they do all the time. But it's mind-boggling these, to me. These like, two fucking small businesses are just like, nah, fuck it, we're open. Christmas morning, we're there. You know, we fucking put donuts all over the counter. We blast Christmas. Spotify's got a great Christmas rock station. We got so. this great picture that flashes up of a bunch of large men in Christmas hats. As you walk into the gym, it's on the TV right <laughs> as you walk in. So, man, we're there, man. We're, you know, there can be fucking solid. Talk about mental health, man. I want to make sure that. You know, Shit, I need a good workout to get through any family time. I'll just give you that much. Dude, not everybody has family. I have to at least jerk off. What about like Christmas? Christmas is like one of the biggest days about family and gathering. Yeah, not everybody's got family. Yeah, so I'm gonna be there for them. We'll be the family from 8 a.m. to noon. Outside of that, then entertain your afternoon. But 8 a.m. to noon, I got you. Yeah, and it's cool. It's actually we just did it, and actually I did it one year because I didn't want to be alone. Like I just, you know, uh, divorced my ex-wife, so I was really sad. It was a terrible, terrible year. I went to the gym, and a couple of the guys came to the gym with me. They saw people driving by, saw cars in a parking lot, and started calling the front desk. So we just let other people in. And the yeah. next year, actually officially opened on Christmas. Dude, it's our busiest day of the year. That really? four hours is insane. 
and it's free. Like I don't charge any day passes. We do free protein shakes. I literally just oh give, wow, holy yeah, shit, give the, the place away for a day, and just cool to have all these other people come in because I've been there, man. I know that shitty feeling. So get up and go to the gym makes everything better. Absolutely. Yeah. And also just being there for the community, like because it's free. Like I understand my competitors aren't open. Like that sucks. They're not there for you, but they'll still take your money. So I'll be here for you, and it's free for the day. I mean, I have to imagine it does something for everyone there. If you if you're not even talking about not having anyone, yeah. just seeing people. That yeah, we yeah. had a tradition. Uh, what was it? Uh, uh, the Thanksgiving Day fake, bench off, fake plate, fake Thanksgiving. plate Thanksgiving Day bench off. Still do it. Literally, what happened was is it it started at at Albany Strength, and then it moved to ABC as we all moved to ABC, and then. We would get people from all around the area would come in and we put these these certain plates on that were like were, were like a pound lighter. It could be so a forty five pound plate is not actually forty five pounds. Spoiler alert. On these and, certain types of plates we found. On any any commercial gym plate, it's not exactly forty five pounds. It's, it's it can range anywhere from forty two to forty eight pounds, which can make a big difference if yeah. you got a bunch of plates. Unless they're calibrated plates, which no gym is gonna be able to afford because yeah. it's five to six pound per and how many sets do you have three yeah that's right they're uh, roughly about six dollars per pound a regular plate is about two dollars per pound so you ain't gonna afford that many plates but the uh so on thanksgiving we just take the and we we know some are like cheap cheap plates because you just match the cheap plate to cheap plate yeah so that 405 revention could be 395 could be 425 417 yeah you never know (laughs) but is this whole but we like at one point we had like 14 people yeah would come in and we'd all start off at fucking empty bar and go 135 to like just all the way up until someone fucking gave out. King of the Castle style, you know? It was, but we'd have this big long line with this big circle of people around this fucking bench on Thanksgiving Day, which is these fake fucking plates. It was fun. It was like a little yeah. tradition thing. It was just, it was kind of cool how it just built and just built and built. Because the first year, I think we had like five people. Like it was me, Sean, EC, KC. Probably Ian McIntyre and Evan, you know what I mean? Just but then it just built and built and built, and then we moved to ABC. It was it was cool. Yeah, it was a cool um, progression of events. Yeah, but you don't get that from you know. Yeah, we're just closed every holiday. Yeah. What are yeah. you doing? Or they would never they would never allow fourteen guys to uh, take over the weight room and just do what they want, you know, kind of thing. Like, you know, because it's the holidays. Rosie, you're an asshole. Dog's got a lot of energy. Tons. They did the zoomies. Oh my yeah, she had the zoomies. Put her down. First down. Come on. Fuck off, Rosie. That's not going to be something when you're 150 pounds. 120. 120. That's my uh, Press Canario Mastiff mixed. I got my daughter for her fourth fucking birthday. In case anybody hears the uh, the horrible audio quality that we just sound like we went through a fucking pinball machine. That's us just trying to breathe, but there's also a dog in the background. We're just great big fat people, please. Oh. I don't know why you think you're going to get away with me. Oh, she's part kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Rosie, enough, 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 enough. Um, so you're going to buy out more of the plaza. That's the plans, yeah. Open it up. Yep. More rooms. Um... What else? That's it, man. That's it. Try to rule the world, I guess. One. Uh, I don't know. 
one dumbbell at a time. I don't know. Is that I don't really have a, uh, everybody's got a five year game plan over all that crap. Yeah. I literally take it day by day. I just good. just gonna grow this little monster that's the that we best have. way to do anything. I mean, like, what, I mean, what else? Well, even just like our memberships, like we went from 514 members to now we have over 7,000. And we just did it organically. Like one over member the, uh, by one member. What was, the, what was the time span for that? Uh, the 10 years. The 10 years I've been there. Holy yeah. shit. You went from how many to what? 514 to 7,000. So we got 7,000 uh, members of the gym. Motherfucker. I keep growing, man, you know? So, but like we did it organically. Literally just one member by one member, shaking a hand, saying hello. We didn't have yeah. monies for billboards or the side of buses no so you know it's uh kind of same we're growing a business just day by day man as we get five bucks we buy a new piece here a new piece there it's again i just think it's it's impressive that you're one of the dog um came through the pandemic especially with the way uh uh, the physical culture spots were treated. Yes. You know what I mean? Coming out it and still being now even better off. It's just a, it's just a testament to, to your uh, business savvy and whatnot. And, and it's for the community. Just I mean, I, well, yeah, I, I, I could have done yeah, it without the, you know, without the members that were really... So many people were like, yo, keep charging me during this whole thing. Or uh, in the middle of the pandemic, we did like a, a clothing blowout sale. We just blew out a bunch of stuff. To see all the people coming to the parking lot, or you know, beeping as they went by, and it was, yeah, it was it was cool, you know. Definitely couldn't done without them. Good, you know. Then we got buying a skin or teeth. Man, we were about two weeks. We had about enough in the bank because landlord kept charging full rent. National Grid kept sending me bills. Like, you know, bills didn't stop even though the world stopped. Sure. So, uh, you know, I was about two weeks away from, you know, Just having Jesus to wipe away flags, and, uh, and we got the okay to open. Fucking so, stuff. And then we when we had to open. We then had about another forty thousand dollars worth of mandates from New York State. Like we had to have yeah. certain filters, certain sanitizers. I did socially distance all my machines. Dude, I mean, the shit you were talking to me about with the fucking HEPA filters you're gonna dude. put on the fucking top of the gym, like, like above like CDC contagion control, like HEPA filters. Yeah, Mo thirteen filters, the same ones you use in a in a surgical a surgery room, are the filters are on the roof of my commercial gym. Like what? And the sick part was too. We when you opened, you had. Uh, 10 or 14 days to meet these new guidelines, whatever whatever it was. So uh, I ended up having to sell one of my Harleys, like my pride. Again, more just like obsessed. Yeah. I, uh, I sold one of my Harleys to a good friend. Was that the I war machine? The, the war machine, man. Fuck. This bike went bike. to Sturgis. I was never going to sell it, never going to sell it. And then all of a sudden I got a 14-day guideline to get filters. So I sold it to my friend, 9 a.m. I got the cash. Filters? The filters? The, yeah, the Murph 13 filters. What was the cost of the filters? Almost 10 grand I had to buy That's for filters. That's insane. I got so so you, if you go to ABC, you're getting... Uh, surgery operation room level air. Filtration, yeah. 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 You, could well, literally, also... you could literally suck a fart and still be fine. Yeah. yeah. No, but those, those mandates were insane and they were changing all the time and they were arbitrary and every fitness location had a different guideline to fall under like yoga studios had an entirely different mandate every and, every business sector too yeah. was 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 completely and, and the gyms actually had uh i have a friend that owns a restaurant and he showed me his mandates to reopen uh and mine were longer than any other industry i know of like for a gym and what they also understand too we've been in the sweat business for 30 years like people come in and 
you know, they're they sweat, they oh, make yeah. a mess. Like we've been cleaning up. There's messes. no immunity like a gym goer. Immunity. No, absolutely. And people get sick, and I used to go to the gym. Used to be the mind of thoughts. Like we've been keeping a clean facility for 30 years. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like we we were made out to be the bad guys when our friend there, Governor Cuomo, that awesome guy, like he said, gyms were going to be super spreaders, which is why you had four phases of an opening and gyms were taken out of that phase. Like we weren't even allowed to reopen when we were supposed to reopen because we we're supposed to be the super spreaders. And then one month in. We're the lowest, the lowest yeah. industry. We're second for the lowest industry on this rating for being a spreader. Like, listen, fucker, I told you. You know, and we did everything, get on the news and the media, tried everything to get out there to well, say. To be fair, Cuomo was the epitome of following procedure and doing the right thing. Yeah. So, I mean, one hand, I'd like to think he's trying to do the thing to help the right people, but. We all know that wasn't the case. Yeah. That's really what he's known for. Oh, definitely yeah, yeah, not yeah. flip flopping. Definitely, definitely not playing both sides. <laughs> um, yeah, where's he now, by the way? Who has not? You want to talk good mental health? Turn off the news. Stay away from that shit, dude. Huh? It's insane, man. It's. I, I I have friends that have straight up panic attacks from trying to keep up with everything. Yeah. They follow everything going on and. I used to watch it religiously. Every morning I wake up, you turn the news on while you're getting ready. Like, dude, that is the worst way to start your day. Oh, it's terrible. Like, mentally, already fucks you right when you wake up. Like, and it has nothing to do with, like, your allegiance to what side. It's yeah. just, it's all bad all the time. Dude, this whole side thing, like, what? It's well, that's that's a whole other conversation. But, yeah, and it's it just got worse and worse after the pandemic. Yeah. Um, do you feel like people are, I just feel like people are not nearly as nice as they used to be. Like, people came out of the pandemics like dicks. I think people were always dicks in the pandemic, just kind of loosened everyone's filters. Yeah. And the social climate right now is just disgusting. And you, and the advent of these social bubbles of just, it's this or nothing. Yeah. Is insane. Well, you mentioned it earlier, like, you had... You had been hosting events for one group for like 10 years, and then you hosted an event for a different group. Yep. And the people that you have been supporting for 10 years gave you an insane amount of shit for it. They forgot about me in a second. They, they just forgot about me. Which all is ridiculous. Yeah. Because yep. it's not like you, by hosting the other event, you admonished the first group. Yeah. Nope. I'm just trying to help like everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I'll never forget that one. I'll always. I'll remember that the day I die. Every time they want help, I'll remember that one. Yeah. Supported you for how many years, and then I do one little event, and now all of a sudden... But meanwhile, the other group wanted your association. Yeah. Despite that 10 years. Yeah. Yep. Again, just willing to try to help everyone, and that's what you get. Sometimes, you get shit on. Well, there's no winning side. No. You just, you have to, you have to acknowledge that just... You can't please everybody all the time. Yeah, and that's been that's a hard thing. A which hard is thing wild for which is wild to say about philanthropic ventures. Like, but I mean, this is this is what I I have been talking about. You know, half our episodes where it's people bandwagon on one thing and refuse to see how it's all connected, and that just because you're supporting one other thing doesn't mean you're not benefiting everybody else. Yeah. Right. You benefit one group, and it, it flows. A high tide rises all boats. Raises all boats. Yeah. 
the little thing like everybody's got to pick a side now. Like what the? F- why are you picking yeah. sides? Like dude, fuck them. Like taking a break from social media. Talk about mental health, dude. Get the fuck off that stuff, man. Like, but like our podcast first, subscribe and rate it. <laughs> yes, yeah, do all that first, but then, and then, then delete get, social then media. Get the fuck off social media. <laughs> yeah. but just giving them five stars and that good rating, then you can fuck right off. Oh yeah, it's crazy man. Everybody's got a voice now or their own dumbass opinion. Sometimes it's like, dude, yeah, I don't know. two I hours every fucking week every we're on here doing our dumbass opinion. What's wild to yeah. me is like. Because I definitely get wrapped up in the social media politics. Oh, yeah. And I'm oh, that's super, amazing. How do you I'm not? Super I mean, how do you not? Like it's, but it's... It's it's interesting because especially after starting this podcast, is like being exposed to other social bubbles. I'm willing to take the time and like actually, whether or not I agree with it, pay attention to the other opposing sides. Yeah. But then I have friends who are like refuse to even look into it. I'm like, how are you fact checking yourself? Yeah. How are you keeping yourself in line? Annoying the gym sometimes can be slow political, but there's some people that I love, like, because they don't necessarily align with my views or my outlook. They sit down and will have the most constructive yeah. conversation and really open your eyes up to the other side of things. Like, still don't necessarily want to like go on your side, but like, no, you know, and you don't have I, to. I can, you can hear it, and listen to it, man. I'm like, kudos to those people. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Good weed? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I've been judging the uh, time of this episode based on how glossy his eyes are. You're a prick. I love you, though. The reflection you, reflection from the light coming down is pretty, yeah. pretty intense. Um, He's feeling good. I'm feeling great. This is fucking phenomenal. I spent the entire week not training, just eating whatever the fuck I wanted. This is the first, actually, actually, this is the first time I have imbibed um, anything uh, uh, intoxicating since the fucking Sunday when I got back. Uh, fucking wrecked now. So, great. It's a great Friday night. Fantastic. Hell yeah. Um, Matt, again, I can't, I can't tell you how much, I know, especially for me, uh, how much I appreciate having somebody like you around because the fucking the opportunities you gave not only like me to build the strongman community but other people to like just expand their functional strength capabilities is really cool and how you really you, you took the, the biggest thing you did was take that basketball court out oh god thank god but I know how much like fucking social pressure you were under to take that fucking thing out you know what I mean? Like from both sides, of it. people didn't want it there. Some people wanted, you know, wanted it. Yeah. You know, alienating yourself from a certain community that likes to play basketball. It was it's yeah. a tough. Yeah. It's a business decision. I think Sometimes you, you played it masterfully, though. Yeah. Yep. So, and then you you made this whole Albany Barbell Club thing out of it. Um, your branding's phenomenal. Thank you. Uh, the clothes are phenomenal. Uh, his giant truck that he has to get a ladder to get into, and his dropped fucking 53 Chevy. 55. 55. Fuck, I was off by two years. 55 Chevy is phenomenal. I got to put you in touch with my homie Stress. Okay. Because he had, I think he has around the same year Chevy. Yeah. Uh, it's not slam though, but it literally has that same patina fucking clear coat. The patina's the awesome. It's everything. And the fucking rust. And yeah. the, the bare metal. He's got these. I'll send you pictures later. Please. But I'll get you in touch with him and you all and you can fucking drive around and fool the cops. I don't know. <laughs> do whatever. Um, 
But, uh, you know, I just appreciate people like you who are just, who start off doing some just bullshit as a fucking guy who got asked to run a gym instead of a fucking car dealership. Yeah. So now you're like the preeminent <coughs> uh, fitness center in the area. Doing, doing all right. Thank you. Um, I appreciate you. I, I think, think it's fucking know, awesome. Again, it says something seeing people in other gyms wearing your shit. I love that shit. <laughs> oh, I see that online all the time. It's state. It's, it's love it. Inter, interstate. Yeah. You know, you're, you're fucking, you're seeing fucking New Hampshire. Oh, dude, all over, uh, when you, you haven't been to the gym yet, but when you walk in the gym, uh, so we're a little over 30,000 square feet, so it's a massive, shit. yeah, massive facility, uh, but you walk in this tiny little hallway, it's super deceiving when you walk in, but uh, when I, like, I used to vacation by going to other gyms and seeing what they do and, you know, traveling to other states and seeing gyms, one thing that was uncommon, you always saw pictures of, like, you know, a famous athlete or a motivational speaker or something dumb, of, a photo of somebody who has nothing to do with your actual particular business. When you walk into ABC, all you see is photos of my members. That's it. We have over 300. It started with one photo one of my members <laughs> took. Uh, support your local gym shirt on vacation. Uh, we started with one canvas on one wall, and now almost both sides of the hallway are completely full uh, with people that take our brand, our logo, and bring it somewhere on vacation. Like, it's... Dude, like, the most... I think Stoss wore a, a shirt, an ABC shirt down in Antarctica. No, no shit. Yeah. Since yep. you guys a picture. Yeah, yeah, we got some. We got some down there. Uh, I mean, there's. Uh, we just got one yeah, last weekend from the Eiffel Tower. But, like, just imagine that people take a brand that you created, pack it in their suitcase before they're thinking about the gym before they leave on vacation. Halfway through the vacation, they stop their vacation to put on their gym swag to go somewhere cool to take a photo, just to go back to the gym and then have their photo hung on a wall. Like, you know, you, you want to get a, that anywhere else. Yeah, dude, it's so man. It's it started with one canvas, and now we have over 300, and they are all over the world. You know, and it's, it's I have to I have to get Sarah. I'll get her to send you the picture of me wearing the fucking uh, the ABC T-shirt on the Husafeld, the original Husafeld stone in Iceland. Yeah, it's the two of us. I'd love to have that. I'll the, send that to you. Ed, there's actually the photo of you and Sarah and Turbo. Uh, Turbo. Turbo's front Turbo. uh, front center. He's wearing a sport local gym shirt at one of the powerlifting meets. Yeah, we got him. He was a uh, he was a three-legged pit bull we picked up. Oh, I know. Yeah. Out of the pits, uh, adoption. He wasn't actually. You know, the funniest thing was that dog was not up for adoption. Oh no! Nope. That day he was at the gym. Nope, nope. I literally I walked out uh, to do something. What what the fuck would, did we have that day? Was it the? I think we had a powerlifting meet there. Was didn't it we? the powerlifting meet or the deadlift meet? Not sure. We had some, yeah, we had, it, we had some, it, meet, it some meet, and we always piggyback usually events with charities that we can donate money to or things to. Uh, and that day we had the out of the pits, the dog rescue group there. Yeah, and then a, a powerlifting or, or deadlift meet. Oh, it was a powerlifting meet. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, I walk out and there's this fucking three-month-old pit bull with, a, with with one broken leg and one fucking amputated leg. And uh, after bringing Sarah out and showing him to her, fucking uh, we we put an application. They're like, the dog's not up for adoption. I go, no, but when 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 they are, I want we're, that. Way. Yeah. We're, we're taking that dog. Yeah. I'm like, well, I don't know. I'm like, no, 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 we're taking that dog. You got a, you got him shortly after, right? You, yeah, you we got him. All right. We got him a month later. A month later. Yeah. That's awesome, and, man. And uh, he was phenomenal. He was a, the greatest little three-legged pit bull you ever fucking meet. How resilient was he, too? He was running around like a madman. Like, it was like nothing I, ever faded. Like, you I never know. I have to go know. find video somewhere. Max, there, my 110-pound fucking cane Corso, bowled over turbo in, like, a full-dead sprint. Like, it, like they just intersected. Uh, Max came one way, turbo's coming the other way, and just neither one of them were looking at each other. 
and just fucking like it was, it was a freight driver. train going through a fucking pickup truck. <laughs> <laughs> fucking turbo rolled like 15 times. Dude, he was one of the happiest dogs. I remember he brought him to the gym. He's just such a happy. He was a great little dude. Yeah. Three legged fucking pit bull. Uh, With the name of Turbo. Like, how great. How great is that? He could get them. He would get out of our backyard. He would go into the fence, get out of the backyard. Like, where the fuck are you? And I'd go out front. And he'd be just kind of fucking three-legging it down the street, you know, just like real relaxed. Yeah. And I'd hop out in the fucking street and I'd go, hey! And he'd look and he'd fucking put it into overdrive. Come back to you or take off? No, like he'd fucking take off. Gone. Yeah. Like the fucking, the, the stumps fucking going. Like <laughs> Turbos were kicking in. <laughs> I had to fucking, I had to walk him down like, come on, bro. You got three legs and I can drive a truck. <laughs> um, You'll catch him. Oh, I caught him every fucking time. He's like, what the fuck? Great little dog. Yeah. Uh, but that's 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 really cool. Thank you. Try and build really up. I love what you do. Um, I don't know. It's I I just think we need more people building a community. I think if we had more people focused on the communities around us and just instead of focusing on the whole world or focusing on the whole nation or focusing on a whole political party, just focus on the 16 to 20 people you have in your direct circle that just need to be taken care of. Yeah. And if they're all taken care of, then you know what? You've made enough of a difference because those 20 people are going to take care of You know what I mean? Like, it's going to it's going to compound. So, um, fuck the big picture. Uh, sweat the small stuff. And, um, Matt, thank you for everything you do. Thank you for having me, man. Appreciate really it. appreciate it. Uh, where is ABC Fitness and Sports Fitness located? Uh, 3 Johnson Road in Latham or uh, abcsportsandfitness.com. Mm-hmm. And the phone number? 518-783-0705. Ask for Jared. Yes. And uh, Feel free to make him cry. Tell him Chad <laughs> sent you. <laughs> All right. I love you, cocksuckers. Bye. Later.